Hey, everybody, it's Josh here. And I just wanted to take a quick minute before the show gets started to just tell everyone that's listening. Thank you. Any way in any manner in which you consume this, whether it's downloading, listening on YouTube, liking our Instagram posts, following us on there, going to the website and clicking it. However, that mechanism is that you choose to consume the content that we produce. I just wanted to say thanks. And on behalf of myself, obviously, and everyone here at Game Rage, we all thank you because knowing that you're out there and you're listening. And if we can just entertain one person, then really that makes all the blood, sweat, tears, everything we put into this worth it. And I know I'm sounding like a martyr right now, but I just wanted to show our appreciation, I suppose. And also to, you know, just remind everyone to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at game rage magazine and to follow us on Twitter and X or slash X at Game Rage Mag, and to also visit our website, www.gameragemagazine.com. And again, thank you from everyone here and myself at Game Rage. From the bottom of our hearts, we thank you for listening. So you want to listen to a pretty all right podcast about wrestling, do ya? Well, the natural lad, Jeff Swag, has said time and time again that there's only one podcast that's the most decent and the most all right in the industry today. And that's who? It's the Game Rage Wrestling Podcast. All right. Is it going? Here we go. All right. So this is episode number two of the dose the deuce dose the deuce of the game rage wrestling podcast and uh those of you who know i'm josh and i'm here with adam pete or hello i I almost said peace (laughs) and we're also here with frank as well peace yeah (laughs) that was fucking sarcastic all right good job frank anyways uh so today's episode is going to be essentially you kind of got into it a little bit last episode where we were talking about our favorite wrestlers and, and whatnot and this one isn't just going to focus on the top of our list. This is also going to focus on, you know, guys that we think are underrated or didn't really get the due that they should have. I guess that's also what underrated means. But, you know, Shelton uh, what? Shelton Benjamin. Oh, yeah. Shelton Benjamin. That's a good one. Oh, man. I love Shelton I, Benjamin, I, I man. I fucking love Shelton <sighs> Benjamin. Yeah, dude. Uh, let's fuck, let's start there. What do you guys think about Shelton Benjamin? <laughs> dude, I thought fucking it's a crim- it's criminal what they did to him, man. Oh my I agree, god, man. dude. I I fucking love that dude, especially when he was part of Team Angle, dude. Oh, yeah, that dude, was with, great. Yeah, well, him and uh, Charlie Haas, man. Charlie and that's Haas. another one. I know, I really do think that Charlie Haas kind of got so, fucking screwed. The world's greatest hack. I feel bad. I feel bad for him, but at the same time, he had one. To this day, I still remember this moment fondly with him and Goldust. Remember Goldust was trying to turn him gay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember they were a tag team, and he was like, all right, tag me in, tag me in, tag me in. All right, all right. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what? Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> uh, a little limp fucking high five. Yeah, I I really like that dude, and there was a match between him and Shawn Michaels that was just like oh, a regular. It was yeah, just like man. a regular match. It's like a match, yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't. 
know what Shelton Benjamin did off of the ropes, but like that was the end of the match was uh, him jumping off of the ropes, I think, and then Shawn Michaels hitting him with a super kick. Yeah, sweet, sweet music. hitting music, and yeah. uh, it, it. A lot of people have talked about it because it was just one of those matches that was on a regular Monday Night Raw, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of people say that Shelton Benjamin didn't really get what he was due for but but then again i also don't remember him as somebody that was one of those uh one of those guys that can cut a promo either yeah so that that's the only thing that i think held him back in the in uh, in the, his in ring in ring work was, was impeccable. Athlete, he was I mean, athletic as fuck, man. Yeah, dude. And that that thing that you're talking about, that moment where uh, he jumps, he does that thing off the top rope, off the rope, and then HPK like you know super kicks him. I think that was in the raw open for like quite a while, like in that you know little montage when like they're doing. That. I think that was in there for quite a while because that was. I mean, yeah, yeah, that was, like the little B roll. Yeah, yeah, that was like such a, just a great match that they had and he Sheldon Benjamin was a consistent. He put out good matches. He put out. Good work in the ring, and yeah, you're right. I think maybe is I don't I don't really remember him as being a good. They, they're like, also worker. I don't, I don't know if they were heels, but they certainly were formidable tag. He, he was a formidable tag team with Charlie Haas because uh, I know they captured like the titles a lot of the times on SmackDown, mm-hmm. uh, whatever the titles yeah. were on SmackDown. But they were like kind of like the go-to heels when they needed like a. Somebody for people to face up against, and uh, but then again, like they were also notable for being angles guys, like right, he's, yeah, he's posse, he's stable. You, you think that they weren't able to grow out of that? I don't know, because because every time they match, they wrestled, even after that was over, they still were those wrestling. Um, what was it? They yeah, did, the but also, singlets, yeah. but also Shen, Shelton Benjamin would eventually become the gold standard as his like later gimmick too. Right. I don't know how well that went over, but I mean, he got a few IC titles out of it. I mean, like, if you look at, like, whatchamacallit, uh, Christian and Edge, who were under um, Gabriel. Remember, they were the Brood or whatever? Oh, yeah, yeah. They were able to go or out of Gangrel, that. yeah, yeah. That's what they were under. They were able to go out of his shadow and became their own fucking thing. But they were also... No, I, I don't want to turn this into a race thing, <laughs> but it also was because they're white. No, I, I mean... I, I would say... Well, I mean, this man's in charge, so most is, likely. Yeah, let's just be honest. Because even, <laughs> I know... I, I don't want to turn this into a rate, like a thing about race. Too late. But uh, there are episodes... Uh, there, there's promos where Triple H says things to Booker mm-hmm. T mm-hmm. that you're just like, oh my God, dude, how... Well, remember... Okay, they, remember I, in the entire history of WWE, it wasn't until, what, like 10 years ago that they, they made the first black world champion? Who was that? The Rock? No, The Rock was Samoan. He's only half black, so it was yeah, okay. So technically, it didn't count. <laughs> so who was the first black champion? Uh, I think it was, it was what's his name? Uh, no, because he was never the WWE he was regular the, champion. He was just the he, he was, was like, the WWE champion. He wasn't the world champion. Well, technically, yeah. All right, go Google that real quick while you're. Oh, there it is. Anyways, it's in my ass. On a aside. Well, uh, back to your uh, kind of the race, race, racial thing, but just real quick, okay. Yeah. I just want to say I just saw a TikTok the other day of do rag Vince McMahon, all right? Like, and, oh and my we God. all remember that, but he did it so many times that they made a like a four minute montage of like all of his best. What's up, dog? What's up, my? And we're like, he literally was saying shit like that, and I'm like, whoa, man, they, you cannot do that today. There is no way in hell that you could ever pull that off today. That would be canceled immediately and the fact that wrestling 
did stuff like that, pushing, I guess, the proverbial, I don't know, envelope or whatever you want to call it with like what's acceptable in, in society. Uh, that, that's, I guess maybe that's another reason why I like wrestling because they do ridiculous shit like that. But yeah, Durag Vince McMahon was, was <laughs> a great character. It was, it was, I listen, yeah, it was totally completely racist, but it was fucking hilarious at the same time. I mean, watching an old, literally a 60 year old white man wear a do-rag and talk like he's from the hood what's not to laugh about that I mean, that's fucking hilarious yeah so <clears throat> I, but anyways yeah. I, don't, I don't know so yeah technically The Rock was the first one technically he was then after him it looks like it was Booker T yeah so I was gonna say I thought Booker T was then Mark Henry five time then Kofi King yep, five, five time, time. Five time. Five time, yeah. five time, five time. I still remember that. WG. That was like the best promo ever when, like, when he was on that reign to win it, and he's like, Fah. And then, yeah, he, he put up the one six. to the six. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. Uh, shit. Well, ah, damn then, it. But I was saying, like, um, so there's only been five black champions from what it looks like. Four, if you, I mean, the rock is only half, but I guess you can still count, count it. Yeah. You know, if you want to be technical, Booker T was actually the WCW, WCW World Heavyweight Champ. So, he so WCW, no, and he, he was already like the two or three time. Oh yeah, he, he already held, won it a couple he held times. It was a lot of times they said in, here in WCW, but so technically WCW actually made the first. Yeah, they did black champion. Yeah, but I, I'm just saying that like for a lot of the people, he's actually it's funny. Booker T is actually the most decorated champion in <laughs> WCW. He's won 21 titles in, in WCW. Oh yeah, because he he won a shit ton of tag titles. Yeah. When he was in Harlem Heat with uh, his his, his when the brother, were going after Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but again, just saying. Well, if we're talking about championships, dude. I mean, there's a, there, there was a lot of people that were. How do I word it? Like token, mm-hmm. token champions. Yeah. Because like, you know how? Who was the first like? Who was the first Latin American? champion to hold like a WWE title or the 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 world heavyweight he was the first so it was like a minute like it was a minute before somebody got that one remember it's it's a it's a rough area because uh there was some there was another Latino who won WWF championship Mm -hmm. I think I can't I just can't remember his name let's see how little that mattered (laughs) Yeah, but and, and you know, I think Eddie Guerrero won like numerous championships as like the European title. The most, oh, yeah, the he most time, shit ton of other titles. I was going to say the most I've ever seen Latinos win back in my, when I was watching was always the IC title, and they never got pushed to the world title um, arena because that's what the the IC belt was originally for was to prepare you for the jump to the the world title. But right, yeah. But there's some some guys that are just like that's the cap for them, and they like they get multiple title reigns as the icy person and they're like the people that are they're the stepping stone for the next person yeah. that gets pushed and it I, still sickens me to this day that doing the clown never won a title <laughs> yeah <laughs> speaking for all clowns of the world yeah yeah it's it's fucking it's a travesty yeah, i would have to say i mean there's one wrestler i always say deserves a title run at the WWE. orlando he, bloom <laughs> Or not, or not Orlando. It was Orlando, Orlando Jordan. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, same diff. Yeah. I mean, it still pisses me off to this day that he never got a title run. He put in the work. He had the legacy, but they never gave him a chance. It was Gold Dust. Gold Dust, yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I think he only got like I think he only got Intercom- two IC title runs. Yeah. Really, he didn't even really get that many. And then once I think he, he was the tag team champion with Booker T, bro- I think, and his brother. And oh yeah, and, Stardust. And, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, man. Fuck yeah, that that is that is talk about like underrated. That is, dude. You want to know who's fucking underrated? Who's that? Tajiri. Yes. Oh, fucking fuck Tajiri, yeah. man. I fucking love that dude. I do too, dude. I, you know, he like owns his own promotion in Japan or whatever What's now. it called? Uh, I don't remember what it's called, but it's it's probably like Nippon Ding. Some, I, I don't know. Some weird Japanese name probably. Something that doesn't make sense, you know, like like an anime where it's like... Super heavy, Megi. Yeah. No, no. Super, super <laughs> no, no, heavy, no, no, no. Mega. In, in another no, no. world. <laughs> in Japan, the t- all titles are straightforward. Like um, Dragon Ball Z movies. Uh, the Lord Slug. We in America, it was called Lord Slug because that's the main villain. In it, Goku goes Super Saiyan and fights him for a little bit. So in America, it's called Lord Slug. In Japan, it's called Super Saiyan Goku. So it's like their titles are straightforward and to the point. I've always noticed. And then, like um, New Japan, it it took over uh, another promotion. So, oh, let's come up with a new name. Now nah, we're the new version of that one, New Japan. So, yeah. their, so their titles are not obscene. I, mean, anime, I think it's yes. like yeah, anime, anime, yes. yeah. I don't know. I think it's something like it's like some city or one of the regions or states. Or I don't know how they bring up okay. prefectures, but anyways, yeah. yeah. But he, oh, yeah, he has like his own. Of, I mean, to go on a racist tangent again, mm. a racist <laughs> with Tajiri, it just reminded me of um, Panaki. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, man, good old Kaintai, Takamichinoku, and fucking <laughs> Funaki, dude. Like, <laughs> oh, 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 and then remember when he's talking, and then like it's like he's doing the subtitles himself, like, <laughs> and it's like a thirty second yeah, it's delay. Like a delay. <laughs> <laughs> and then by like by the time they're already halfway in the ring, the audio the comes audio up. Comes up. Yeah, yeah, man, that was that was some good shit, man. Yeah. That- well, anyways, speaking of, speaking of like uh, Tajiri, I thought. Everything that he did was fucking awesome. Of course, I, I don't think his English was all that developed, but it didn't right. really matter to me. He doesn't, like, he doesn't own it. He works for a company now. Oh, okay. He must have. Cool. Uh, Kiyoshi Pro Wrestling. Okay. Uh, but the Japanese buzzsaw, dude. The Green Mist. Mm-hmm. Great. It's like a, I feel like it's like a Japanese, Japanese thing, tra- yeah. tradition. But uh, it was the kicks. Like, whenever he knocks somebody to their knees, like, he uh, just hit him with a bunch of kicks. Can we just appreciate the fact that one of his finishers is an illegal move? illegal yeah the, the tarantula the tarantula yeah, yeah. Dude, that not, so not just sick. the tarantula but the green mist oh the, yeah that's true that was also and then you know what's funny is okay speaking of that when when to, we obviously just suspend our disbelief when we watch wrestling however we but well i mean wait what do you mean when, when the when the when the fucking when when the referee sees a dude has green shit all over his face and he still counts the pin, like wouldn't that be just like automatic disqualification? Hey, I see this because guy has the green shit. Day, the rules face. specifically say the ref has to see it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's but, true because because even that, at, I mean, I say look at Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, I guess that's that's because even even if it, like they do have green mist on their face, it's still possible that they could have put that shit oh, on their own no. eyes. Okay, but then think about this. Okay, so there's plenty of instances. Eddie Guerrero, I'm pretty sure actually did this one time as well where. He, he, I think he knocked the dude out with the belt, yeah, then he and then the he hits the, the chair on the floor, and then throws Threw- it next to him, and then lays on the ground like he got knocked out. He and did, the referee yeah. turns around yeah. and sees it and goes, "Oh, hey, well, ding, ding, ding!" No, 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 he doesn't disqualify him. It's usually the guy starts arguing with the ref. No, I didn't do shit, and that's when he usually comes up and does a small package or some shit. No, 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 man, he's he's got me guys disqualified that before. I've seen it happen. All right, yeah. I've seen it happen in other instances, not just with Eddie Guerrero, but like other other they've well, done that. No, because there's no, there's no reason because he cheats to win. He, you'd only cheat to get disqualified if you were a champion. He's only been a champion once. Well, world champion. 
still, you still win when you get when you win by disqualification. God damn it! It's still a victory. But anyways, yeah. Anyways, no, sorry, I didn't. I didn't that wasn't. That was just oh. me thinking about like him, because um, this was act like well, I think it was two thousand five or six when he went heel after he was fighting for his. Uh, well, in the story, Dominic was oh, his yeah, son, yeah. but uh, after that feud with uh, Rey Mysterio. Batista was like the person that turned him face again Mm -hmm. and uh, dude I fucking love that storyline because it was like you know it was coincidental situations where Batista uh, where like Eddie hit him on accident or some shit and like you I think it left Batista like uneasy that uh, like their friendship wasn't real or that Eddie was gonna pull one over on him and then like the whole story was him like they were gonna when they were going to wrestle for the world heavyweight championship he was actually gonna beat him fair and square or he wanted to and it was also like a insurmountable situation where right yeah like it, you know eddie guerrero was like outclassed and outsized by batista um but i mean there i get that storyline but there's no the, the outclassing between batista and eddie guerrero was nowhere the same as brock lesnar and eddie guerrero yeah uh but still i guess the the thing i still I, I wish, as, as, unfortunate, as unfortunate as his passing was, dude, it still hurts that I, I really wanted to see him win the World Heavyweight Championship so that he can have, I don't know if you would call it like a career slam, for, but for him to win both titles, I'm like, oh my God, that would have been such a cool thing to have. It would have been, been a great, like, if he would have won that title and then retired after that, that would have been a great end to his career. Yeah, I would yeah. say so. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But uh, I, know, I know that, like, we're not talking about Eddie Guerrero, but... <laughs> But yeah, he's the, he's, the, he's the exact opposite of underrated. Yeah, true. But um, I mean, it, it doesn't have to just be all about underrated, but just, you know, whatever. But okay, so a side tangent off of what you just said about, okay, how fucking insane is it to think and how fucking old are we that we watched the storyline with Dominic Mysterio as like a five-year-old oh, God, and now, now he's, he's a actually a wrestler. legitimate professional wrestler and he's in fucking real storylines and doing crazy shit and being an actual wrestler. Like, uh, I mean, I'm not like I don't trip over it. It's just funny that like we saw this kid. Well, you you are quite younger than us. Well, no, not oh, really. Not that much younger. I'm not that are. much younger, but it still doesn't really like bother. I, I think it's just funny. I mean, I'm in my thirties or what? Your late twenties? No, no I'm, 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 I'm yeah, I'm early thirties. Early thirties. Yeah. Like a, like a couple years. You're ancient. Sh- shut up, you piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you and I are the same age. You fuck. Whatever. You underrated wrestlers. Should we should we throw Dominic in there? <laughs> <laughs> As, I would as say a five year old, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, he he certainly knew how to uh, so, you know, to, to be involved with the storyline yeah, with him true. being an adopted child. That's, that's <laughs> true. Well, how do you feel about uh, Rey Mysterio keeping Eddie's legacy line by him making the frog splash one of his finishers now? Oh, you know what? I'm gonna be honest. Like like most of us. And this is really bad because I really well. Then again, like who has the time to watch Raw like three hours of Raw? Mm-hmm. But I only see pieces of Raw or SmackDown because I don't want to watch the whole thing. And um, so no, unfortunately, like one of those things that I don't see is um, well, no, it's not something he's been doing recently. He did it ever since oh. Eddie died. And like, sure, we didn't see much of after his little run as the champion. It made sense for him to have that frog splash as his name because the whole thing was. In honor of Eddie, yeah, which it should have been Chavo, but at the same time, Eddie, Ray made way more sense to be the champion. Than yeah, Chavo, Chavo was just kind of a uh, shit. Well, not to say he wasn't a great wrestler, but he certainly wasn't. 
the main attraction for a lot of things Eddie was like he wasn't the calling card for the for the Guerreros yeah so that's well, true which is funny because they're only two years apart but Chavo just seems way younger than Eddie I know man he does doesn't he yeah but it's it's because it's he's his uncle or whatever so it yeah, always but they're, they're, but they're only two years apart I know but I'm just saying like when you think like uncle and nephew like it makes you think 10 years at least yeah mm-hmm. and, and then when you look at them and it looks ten, like, it does yeah, look 10 years does. different between well them. Eddie lived a very hard life yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. so I mean like that's that's why he died early I mean you know but no but I'm saying my thing is like it's just something like even in triple A and shit he was using the frog splash as his finisher and he always did the whole hmm so, and, I think, and I think Dominic is doing the Frog Splash, too. Yeah, you know what? Like, they're doing this... I don't... I mean, because there's been comparisons made between modern WWE and, like, things that happened during the 90s. Or maybe, like, 20 or 30 years ago. And uh, the comparisons that are being made right now are Ray Ripley and Dominic compared to Eddie Guerrero in China. Th- those are the comparisons that are being made. Uh, you just opened up, like, a core memory about... The whole dynamic yeah, between yeah. them, I, that whole China and Eddie Guerrero. That was such a great fucking story. What a weird. Thing. Remember, remember when she was doing Playboy and he he actually went to the Playboy Mansion yeah. and like went, no, you gotta let me in. I can't see my mama see And the guy's it's okay, don't worry. You you can see your mother later. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh man, but well, yeah, I I don't know if that's I don't know if that's like a good comparison well it's, it's I, mean, I don't know if it's like a visual thing or I, if I it's story i just yeah. don't like her that much Ray ripley yeah why not i don't know there's just something puts me off about her what what is it exactly <clears throat> from what little i've seen like she seems very stiff listen stiff like in the ring like she hits in people general, and just oh, in general just stiff oh i just like her because he's she's a snarky no, that I like about her Snark, too. Snarky muscle just, mommy, yeah. dude. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's I just feel that's like, what I like. That's that's what I like. I feel to like see. like her wrestling style would be like, oh, I'm gonna run into. You. Oh no, you're a wall. Like I feel like that's even though it's not. I just feel like that's how she should be, but she's not. So it's kind of like throwing things off for me. Mm. Yeah, maybe that could be it. You're it's expecting like, something different, and you're getting yeah. something so it's that's just, not what you're expecting. Nothing against her. It's just so something feels off about her. And I think it's just that, honestly. So it's nothing against her. It's just, and then Dominic, uh, he doesn't seem, he does not seem like he's a Mysterio. Nah, he's uh, nah. Well, I mean, listen, not to hate, not to hate, not to hate, not to knock. The dude's right? over. The, the dude's over. Dude's over. I mean, that's at the end of the day. That's 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 the goal, right? And mission accomplished. Yeah. So. I don't know, like I was, kind of, I was just kind of hoping he could bring back that old school Mexican style lucha libre wrestling, but I just, I, I don't think it's ever. Gonna have I don't think it's WWE. He doesn't. No. He's not coordinated enough for that, dude. Like, I don't, he doesn't think, look, I don't think it's that. I just think it's it. I don't think it has a place in the modern WWE anymore. Yeah, I, I mean, they don't even. I, I mean, I don't know if they brought back or they were talking about bringing back the cruiserweight division. I mean, I think it got relegated to like NXT for a while. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, you know, again, that's one of the things that I think Bischoff figured out. Was with WCW was like, hey, this, hey, this shit is sweet. Ooh. It's yeah. amazing. Like, we should we need to put this on TV. And I mean, that's one of the things that kept them at the top for so long. Is it weird that Eddie Girl started off as a cruiserweight and it ended up in the heavyweight that division? Is cra- that, is, that is crazy. If you think and about still it. wrestled like a cruiserweight. Well, it's true. It's because it's what he knew. You know, I mean, that, that's what he knew, and and he turned it into. I mean, yeah, he just. It's funny. Like you always consider lucha libre to be high flying shit like that. Yeah, acrobatic stuff. Right, but. 
I mean, if you look at Mil Mascaras, right, yeah. uh, Mil Mascaras, Mil Muertes, uh, Blue, Ma- oh, Blue, Blue Demon Jr. Blue Demon Jr. They're power luchador wrestling, and that shit feels different than regular American power wrestling too. So yeah, like, it definitely is for sure. So like Lucha Libre has its own little flair to it that I don't know. That I, I just I rarely get from American style wrestling. Yeah, like, one of my favorite wrestlers is Sami Zayn, and he does like high flying shit. But it's not Lucha Libre high flying shit. And like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's like there's there's something different it about hit, Lucha Libre style. It hits different. It hits different. <laughs> and there's it, nothing wrong with no, the American style. Nothing wrong style. with it at all. But there's just something about like for me watching back in the day, like watching the Lucha Libre wrestling was was just like holy shit. Like this this is amazing. This this is it's not the same. It's it's. Yes, it's the same concept. It's it's two two dudes fighting each other in a ring, right? But just the presentation is way different. Same thing with New Japan. New Japan hits differently when you watch it, especially when you got that weird shit where the audience doesn't fucking cheer or yeah, they or they only clap at like certain clap times and they just clap like ah, that freaks me out. And then out they throw bit. those ribbons in the ring. Yeah, well, really, Ring of Honor fucking got that. Well, no, that's, I mean, that that's started Japanese. there in Japan, but like Ring of Honor really made that a thing, like here, mm-hmm. which is cool. I mean, you know, but. I don't like the way I feel about it is that I mean I, I guess that's the wrong way of saying it but for me I feel like wrestling in America is oh, what's the word I guess corporate entertainment yeah uh you know it's just entertainment like something to go watch and do but in Mexico I feel like Lucha Libre is the culture it's because like, if you look here in what it took? How long has wrestling been in America for? Like 40, 50, 60 years, hundreds? Yeah, since like the I don't know, like the thirties maybe or forties. Yeah. So it took all this time until The Rock for one of them to become a movie star. And That's in true. Mexico, That's, fucking, if you're a go to Lucha Libre star, you're you're in movies. You're, yeah, you're just automatically in the movies. That's how fucking intertwined wrestling is in the Mexican culture. Yeah, you know what's funny? Like, just remembering watching, you know, because, you know, you flip through the channels and you find the spit. Like, that was kind of how I watched Lucha Libre 2 was watching on Univision, Univision or uh, Telemundo. Telemundo or Noticias 34. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, used to, I used to watch what, man? I used to watch that shit. And so I would, I would occasionally, when I'm flipping through the channels looking for Lucha Libre because it'd usually be on it later at night mm-hmm. I would come across they'd be, have movies and so there was one where it was it was literally Blue Demon Jr. He, Are you sure it was Jr. not the dad? Well, it could have been the dad I don't know it was, it was like an older like probably like a, it probably was I was an idiot I was a kid I didn't fucking <laughs> know but it was probably the dad it was probably Blue Demon and he literally mask and he's wearing a suit and yep, I, had, I remember that shit <laughs> and he's, every fucking movie he was in a full, the full mask and a suit that, and he's that's just, just a regular suit a super shiny a super elaborate shiny, suit yeah man like and, and then he just and just beats the, <laughs> the shit, shit out of everybody and I was just like man I like this so then I started flipping around and anytime I would see anyone with a luchador mask on I was watching it didn't give a fuck <laughs> and listen I, I didn't speak Spanish right so I didn't know shit I fucking learned Spanish partial <laughs> words just from watching that shit and like man I it's the, it was the greatest I love it I still watch that shit to this day I, okay so now that you're kind of mentioning the difference between like American and Mexican wrestling mm-hmm. um I well, I what Frank's saying about culture uh I, I think that makes 
I think there's also legacy to it. Yeah. Because you guys are talking about like... Like Blue Demon Jr. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. The, the, there's Ray descendants. Ray Mysterio, Ray Mysterio yeah. Jr. So, cause, Reynolds, yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, like what you were saying about them and... Because uh, it's not just like you're learning a style. Like you're you're passing you're on passing, all yeah. the knowledge, all the history, yeah. all the experiences and all that shit. And it... Not to say that doesn't happen in the U.S., but it feels like the... Leg, like the the story behind a mask and all that stuff, it means something. And um, maybe maybe it's different in, in the U.S. and Canada because, you know, maybe you study with, like, the Bret Hart family or something right, right. like that. And, but, like, that, that maybe that's one exception of, like, the, uh, a North American family that you're like, oh, my God, I'm learning with fucking Bret Hart's family. Mm-hmm. Or, um, yeah, the Hart Foundation. What is it called? The Hart Foundation? Yeah, that was like or Dusty Rhodes. Like if you right. if you learn with Dusty Rhodes, then you're like, oh my god, I'm I'm setting myself up for like, well, hopefully you're setting up for a nice career if you're right. if you're an understudy with them. But like after that, like I don't really know anybody else as far as like, and I think I, legacy I legacy know. figures with American because legacy I think is different in in lucha libre as opposed to like here in Canada because. The, it's not just wait we're in Canada well I said here here and Canada, Canada. I, know, I was just giving shit it's not like that because when you pass on that the mask you're passing on the gimmick to like to, to whoever it's gonna be right? that's unless, fucking long story long term term storytelling story yeah. right but then, and so like, unless unless you're dumb enough to sign with the WWE then they steal that well, from then you then they steal it from you just become, and then you become fucking Sincada you just become the next yeah that shit was that's so fucked up, man. That's fucked up. That is so fucked up. But anyways, I, back to the original point. I, I do think that that's why it hits differently with the way that the storytelling is, is because it's it's like, yeah, that character has legacy. So like Bob Orton Sr. didn't pass on his gimmick, Cowboy Bob Orton, to Randy Orton. You know, fucking uh, Dusty Rose didn't pass on the plumber gimmick to Gold Dust. He didn't pass. He didn't pass it on to Cody Rhodes either. Or the polka dots. <laughs> Or the polka dots. Well, that may be getting passed on to Cody Rhodes here soon, uh, in or in uh, against his will, I guess, as you could say. But I, you know, that, that's that's the stuff that I think really does set it apart. And in in Japan too, they kind of have. There are some guys that they have that character, and they pass it on to the next guy or, or whoever's going to be the next big guy. They they pass on like the Ultimo Dragon. I think he he passed on his character. Well, he was really. He kind of got started in Japan, but he was it was a Japanese guy, and then I think he passed on the gimmick to uh, a Hispanic guy, and then I think he passed it on to like another Japanese guy. So like it goes around and but around. Who, who received? Who received the? Who's the current receiver of the Super Dragon? <laughs> Super Dragon. Super dragon. <laughs> uh, uh, but no, um, what's his name? Uh, remember he was in Lucha Underground, and then he he was in WWE for a while. Um, his his gimmick was that he was the, the bringer of death. Uh, oh shit! Z- Zero, uh, Zero miedo, Zero fear. No, yeah, that's uh, what's his name. They're in AEW. I think you're uh, talking about Johnny Mundo, dude. <laughs> no, no, Johnny no. Morrison. <laughs> John Morrison. <laughs> no, no, that was uh, he was also in Lucha Underground, but he was he wore no, white I, and black. He was like face paint. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, the Lucha Brothers. Um, he's one half of the Lucha Brothers. Uh, I'm trying, I'm trying to remember who his name is. El Pentazero. Was what his name was Pentagon Junior. Yeah, Pentagon Junior was his name in Lucha Underground. Pentagon Junior, and then he changed his name to El Penta something mm-hmm. zero something now. But yeah, anyways, yeah, because right. I think Triple A owns it. Yeah, I think that was exactly what it was. They sued him, <laughs> mm-hmm. which that sucks too. Like the promotion owning, it's like the it's kind of, even though it's yeah. Well, it's, that's why the Rock was able to get with it though because 
I think they didn't want to fight him on it. Well, I think and that then he changed, and, he made, then he and he made a lot of money. Well, I think he made he got a lot more eyes on the W to watch the WWE because when you see Dwayne the Rock Johnson on a movie poster, you don't know who he is. Well, I I was literally watching. Like, you know, those people that do ambush interviews on the streets. Yeah. And they were doing one about The Rock. And he's like, do you know where The Rock gets his name from? I don't know. Does he like boulders? Like, <laughs> don't, people did not know he was a wrestler. Oh, my God. A lot of people don't know that. Mm-hmm. And it's that short Again, term. Like, like, we were just talking about Star Wars. Yeah, like, how, yeah, how, yeah. how forced, the force. How yeah. quickly something can be forgotten. Yeah. yeah, I mean, really, yeah, that is insane how it, it's been, what, 20? Yeah, it's been basically 20 years, 18, uh, yeah. 20 years. Dude, exactly. He, he probably is known more as a movie star than he mm-hmm. is a wrestler at this point. And that, that's a sad, not, no, I don't want to say sad, because he moved on to greater and bigger things. Mm. But he was one of the greats in wrestling. And he's not going to be remembered for that. He is, but I mean, like... <laughs> no. I really don't think he's going to be really remembered for that at the end, to be honest with you. I really think his movie career has overshadowed everything he's done mm-hmm. in Good and wrestling. bad. <laughs> I mean, yeah, good and bad. I mean, we all saw, uh, was it Be Cool? The Tooth Fairy. Be Cool, man, the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> <laughs> Choice movies. Hey, man, you know... Hey, I love the rundown, but people hated it. I did, too. I thought that was a good movie, man. I but, my uh, favorite movie for him is still The Walking Tall. Oh, that, that was that is Walking definitely tall, yeah. a good one. That is definitely a good one. You know how I love the fact that we were start like we just <laughs> we were fucking talking about like underrated wrestlers, every, everything else. Like we started Under- with Fury and then started about Eddie racism. Guerrero. Yeah. We, got we started talking about all the top tier wrestlers hey, again. But you know what? That's what people are going to come back to and listen to this 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 podcast on a on a regular basis is because we don't just stick to one topic, all right? We we, we run the gamut. You're we don't get, even make any sense. <laughs> no, it doesn't even make sense when we transition from topic to topic. It just it just it is what it is. We you're getting a lot of different things here. All right. So now I don't know if we've gotten everything out, but like do do we go back to um talking about underrated wrestlers? Yes. I, dude, I would yeah, I would ahead, dare yeah. fucking open it up to I, I think I think we should open up to managers. Oh, uh, yeah. General Let's managers, do it. dude. Yeah. Uh, Let's do it. Fucking Teddy, Teddy Long, Long man. Holla, holla, holla. My favorite thing, you're going to be in a match with an Undertaker, <laughs> the Undertaker or like Tony Man, Battle I Royale, six-pack yeah, matches mm-hmm. yeah, on I love Mo- that shit, Friday Night Smackdown. Oh, yeah, dude. I love that shit. Oh, you pissing me off, bro. Undertaker. Undertaker. <laughs> you're going to go to the Undertaker. Oh, you're a champion. You're pissing me off. Oh, you're going to be in a 20-man Battle Royale right now with the title on the line. With dude, the Undertaker. With the Undertaker. <laughs> I can't, dude. There, there's never been a better general manager for SmackDown and the swagger dude. Like the you way know, he like kind of walking out with like, that oversized suit on, like yeah, just swag. It's like, clearly three it's or four wa- sizes too big. It's the it's the swag. And dude, that guy used to be a fucking referee, dude. Yeah, like, how that's did, how he started. As how, I the, how the fuck did he end up manager, dude? Fucking, he paid his dues. You know, he paid his dues, and you know, one time they said, "Fuck it, let's give him a chance," and then he took advantage of it and turned it into. the so yeah, like, would you say he's easily the best uh, SmackDown general manager that they uh, had? I oh. liked when Paul Heyman was manager too. You yeah, know who actually, that was I pretty th- cool. You know, who I thought actually did a pretty good job. Stephanie McMahon. Stephanie McMahon. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I think so too. I think. I think. Uh, I don't know if it was Paul Heyman or Stephanie McMahon that gave the their title shot to Eddie, but that was I, um, that was I, that was when they were done with managers, really. <clears throat> like done with managers. When um, were oh. This year's manager of SmackDown is going to be him, him, him. Like, it was just... I think... Who was the last one? And they just kind of never mentioned it again. And I, this is when it was just... It went back to just... Uh, I guess the whole management kind of deal. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't, I don't remember them... Because I, I don't remember that being a storyline anymore. 
Oh well, I'm saying I I could have sworn it was either Paul Heyman or I think Paul Heyman was the I, one. If that it was, was one of them two, it would be Paul Heyman. But uh, yeah, dude, managers Teddy Long, super awesome. I love that dude as a as a general manager. Do you know and, why he did that? The whole six man tag team, eight man tag team matches and shit. I don't know. It's for people to get their money's worth. No, because he wanted to make sure he got as many wrestlers to be out there as possible. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Well, because you know. You always had those reserves, like what's his name, uh, Crime Time. Oh, Crime yeah. Time. Yeah. So you always have those guys back there doing nothing. It might as well. Hey, we're getting, we're paying them. Might as well go use them, and at the same time, they're out there being seen again. So yeah, he's giving them. He was giving more wrestler chances. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This dude isn't exactly underrated, but especially because he worked with uh, was it WCW, Eric Bischoff, and it's and I, it's not really so much. The general managing that he did, or the booking that he did, it was the fucking theme song. I'm back, I'm back, well, you know what's funny is when when he was like there as the general manager, he actually wasn't in charge of anything at all. He was just a character. That was it. That's all he did. He was just talent. He didn't make any decisions regarding anything. That's he's been pretty well know, documented or whatever you want to call it about saying that stuff about it. He, he he just was there and he was like, oh yeah, they they didn't. Nobody asked him shit about what he thought. They were just like, here, here's your shit to do. So, you know, what do you think was more prevalent as a situation? Like when they announced, oh, Eric Bischoff is coming to WWE and him and Vince McMahon had that hug. You know, after being years of rivals and right, shit. Yeah. Or when him and Stone Cold become allies and they had that infamous handshake. Oh, a hundred percent. The the more impactful is which is right, or mm-hmm. what was more of a like Surprise! I Surprise guess. was the fucking Stone Cold and the Vince McMahon one to me, at least. I mean, <clears throat> I always kind of thought once WCW got bought, Bischoff was eventually going to go to because I, I mean I didn't know at the time that he was not really considering. Well, he was considering buying WCW from Turner, mm-hmm. and then they kind of fucked him in the did a back deal and sold it to WWE for pennies on the dollar. But I didn't. I, I thought eventually he was going to come. You know come back at, in some form but I did not <clears throat> like that Wrestlemania fucking 17 shit I did not see that coming man like when you, you never thought that Stone Cold would ever be buddies with old Vince McMahon that was definitely not something I saw coming but that was also a shock too seeing them hug was it, it was very awkward too when they, when they did that because you know, they were like I fucking hate you yeah, you yeah basically you're a piece of shit you're gonna um, make me money now <laughs> <laughs> Did he win the Monday Night Wars? Oh fuck yeah, he did. Yeah, that, that kind of sucks. I like. Well, it doesn't suck, but uh, it you know, because because yeah, it is what it is, and it, you know, made the best man win. But uh, it is funny that like both. Well, I don't know how big each promotion was, but for Paul Heyman to for ECW to go under, and then Eric Bischoff with uh, WCW to have that taken away from him, and then they both end up in the WWE. Like, it, it kind of sucks because it's like, oh, shit, well, I can't turn down an opportunity to to work in wrestling. True. Like, but it's like, damn, that has to eat you a little bit inside that you weren't the promotion that, that ultimately survived. Yeah, true. They ate fucking two, their two biggest rivals. Yeah, like, that was pretty yeah. much it. It's like, well, now they're the monopoly on, on wrestling. And even now, like you know, I think we, this is something we talked about in the last podcast. And AEW is kind of being like the the new 
the new brand or the new promotion that's trying to cut into like the market share for wrestling, but I don't know if it's ever going to happen. <laughs> well, dude. did you see that? Well, now that he owns uh, Ring of Honor or whatever, uh, the Tony Khan or whatever, <laughs> they're like the second and third wheel of <laughs> professional wrestling at the same time. What like, I was about to say, um, the whole you know how they're having that whole Xbox Expo right now. Yeah, yeah. One of the games they announced was AEW. Oh yeah, man, that game was fight, like shit, man. Fight forever. I, I don't know, dude. Yeah. It looks fucking like garbage. I. I want to play it just to see what it plays like, but it looks graphically, it looks like shit. It's, like, it's made by THQ. Yeah, which is the guys who used to make all the great fucking 2K, the WWE. Yeah, the WWE games and stuff. Like, so I, uh, for me, no game is ever going to top WrestleMania 2000. Oh man, that game was fucking awesome, dude. Never played that one. I played uh, Here Comes the Pain. That was a SmackDown. Good one too. Yeah, all, no the, all the SmackDown games were good, man. Like they were all they were all good. I, I think it's funny. Like I never played it, but they said that WCW only had one good game. Which one was the one? That WCW was versus Indo. Yeah, I think Indo- so. That, that, yeah, that one. That one probably <laughs> is definitely my favorite. <laughs> That's the one I remember playing on the N sixty four. The old good old N sixty four. Yeah, man, that one was a good one. Uh, well, shit. I, I want to get back underrated, to talk. Yeah, underrated, underrated. Uh, well, who were we talking about? Eric Bischoff. <laughs> we're talking about. Well, Teddy you were Long. talking about that Teddy Long. We were Tajiri. talking about managers and stuff. All right, so. Uh, I said Tajiri, Tajiri, like I said, really awesome in the ring. Yeah, yeah, he had yeah. really cool, awesome moves, and I think he was in. Dude, I can't. I don't know how many combinations of tag teams he was in, but it was always a, a real joy to see that motherfucker in matches, and especially when he was a champion, because, like I said, he always put on great matches and Japanese buzzsaw dude when he kicked the shit out of uh, people in the any, back of the head. Yeah, uh, fuck, man. I mean, Daniel Bryan, like. Sure, he does it good, but man, Tajiri nah, is like Tajiri did it. Did yeah, he just did it the best. Yeah. But, Daniel uh, Bryan was considered Tajiri. He will give a motherfucker concussion. <laughs> yeah, uh, dude. And then True. so recently, uh, I I really like this dude named Rick Rubin, who is like a producer that has pretty much worked with everybody as far as music goes. Mm-hmm. And one, I love this about him. Like the guy doesn't have like a how do I word it. One of the few things he has interest in is fucking wrestling, and he ha- so he started he started he started a, a new podcast, and this was this one isn't exclusively music; it's open to pretty much anything. And mm. he recently had Paul Heyman. Paul, oh shit! You yeah, Paul, yeah, he had Paul Heyman on there, and they're talking about like you know Paul Heyman's career from like his earliest days and. Um, Paul Heyman like hopping in the car with uh, what's what's the Rock's family's name? The uh, Anuai and Anu Anuai. I have no idea. Yeah, I, I can't say it. Well, anyways, he spent a great deal of time with like the Rock's family mm-hmm. and stuff, and um, I, I don't know. He was talking about how like they were Taz. They they were like how they built up Taz because <clears throat> yeah, Taz wasn't somebody that was. I don't know if he wasn't all that threatening, but he also wasn't somebody that talked a lot. Yeah. Like, but it, it's so ironic hearing that conversation because you know later on that Taz would eventually become a commentator for like for SmackDown and stuff. Yeah. And, but uh, it, it was also the fact that they built because they were talking about how they built up characters. And they were talking about Taz specifically because of his size being five eight, but. Uh, a lot of people were convinced that that motherfucker could beat any, like he could kick anybody's ass, and it was because of the, what was this uh, submission move called? Oh, the Taz mission. The Taz mission, yeah. and uh, yeah, a lot of people, not only like the audience, but actual wrestlers are like, oh my god, this is like the baddest motherfucker on the planet. Um, 
but yeah, that was just kind of cool. And you know, since we're on the subject of underrated wrestlers, I, I, I would I would throw I would throw in the the ring Taz's name. Oh yeah, definitely, man. I think he for sure was underrated. I mean, he was. Yeah, he was really a really good wrestler, but personally, I really loved him as a broadcaster. I, yeah, I yeah, thought me he, too. I think he did great. I think he was. was I, I really liked him and Michael Cole. Yeah, dude, they were fucking great. Like oh, that yeah. was half the reason to watch Raw because their commentary was so good. Yeah, SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, definitely. Jake, uh, Jim Ross and the King were the still King were on uh, Raw. Raw. Yeah, but yeah, no, I and, and that's another guy who's who's that utility type player where you could if you needed him to be the top guy. You could put him up there, and he could be the he could be your world heavyweight champion. If you need him to commentate, he can commentate. If you need him to, you know, do some mic work, he can do some mic work. If you needed him just to fucking be a whatever, he he could do it. And you know, I think that was part of the not the downfall, but like when you go to the WWE after being a competitor from them, I don't think they're ever gonna make you the top guy like that. I think that they. And also, I not to say that <clears throat> being six foot even or and above is a qualification for being world champion but five being five eight doesn't help no that, okay yeah sure it definitely doesn't help in the vince mcmahon scheme of things when he you, you got to have the look of the you need to be look like a bodybuilder and you need to fucking you know oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly uh so that definitely doesn't help however i just think that taz having been a world champion in another organization i just didn't think that Vince was ever going to give him a shot, and obviously he never he never did get a shot. But um, yeah, well, what happened to him? Because he he like he got injured or something, right? Yeah, like, I mean he had well he broke I mean, his shit. Neck? Yeah, that was in well shit. He broke his neck in fucking uh, when he was in ECW, and he literally walked to the hospital, and they were like, "No, you didn't." And he was like, "Yeah, no." They're like, oh, "How'd you get here?" And he's like, oh, "I walked." And like, "No, you didn't." And he's like, "Yeah, I didn't." And they're like, "Well, you're fucking. You have a broken neck. Like, you shouldn't even be able to move, let alone walk here." And he was like, "Oh, well, that's okay. What do I got to do to?" fix it and then you know that was when he was working at ecw and then i think he just had neck problems throughout the whole rest of his career and that eventually was what just yeah i did him in and he was just like fuck this i don't think i can want to do this anymore and then he just or he had too many surgeries and fucking fuses and everything kind of like kurt angle you know like it's yeah his neck injuries and stuff but uh, yeah, and then that's i think that's kind of how he kind of got into commentating and then they figured oh shit this guy could do this and then you know that's what he does now. So yeah, other um, other underrated wrestlers you can think of. For me, I think that uh, I, I you know I really think Hardcore Holly Man was like a really. I remember his yeah. neck being broken on yeah. TV. Oh yeah, dude, I I was like, oh my god, this guy like, dude, it, it was Brock Lesnar yeah. versus Hardcore Holly, and I don't know what he did to him, but he slammed his neck. I'm like, this guy's this guy's dead. dead dude. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember seeing that. Yeah, I I think that dude was a guy that I think he had the look that Vince was looking for. He, he, you know, his mic skills were not necessarily probably the top of the notch, but in, as far as in in ring work goes, I mean, I think he was really good. He was always one of those like top, top tier jobber kind of guys, you know? Yeah. Like I don't see, okay. I, I don't know if this is a reason for him not to be champion, but I feel like him being from the South and his move being called the Alabama slam. <laughs> like I, I don't Alabama. think that helped. Alabama man, Alabama man. Uh, but, but remember, man, they they can they can change that. Like they could they could change that if they wanted to make you the. the but you can only make top. one first. Well, I, I guess that's not true because The Rock didn't really have a successful one with Rocky Maivia. But that's true. Uh, that's true. Hot garbage yeah. was where Rocky Maivia. Everybody hated him. It was you know what's funny. Just to go on another side tangent. 
everybody like bitching about everything today that they don't like about uh, wrestling or whatever. How it's just oh, you're just shoving these guys down our throats, blah 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 blah. Right? It was the same thing back then too. Everybody, nobody liked Rocky Maivia because they were just throwing him, shoving him down the throat. He was like a cookie cutter seeming type of character, and everybody fucking nobody liked it. And then finally, they let him kind of embrace the hate, and then he turned into the, eventually turned into the Rock and became the most popular kept, fucking. He kept asking me, "Just give me the mic for like two minutes. Just give me two minutes." He kept asking, him, "He said, no, I don't want you. No, no, no." And finally, Vince gave in, and then that's what. That little speech, and then he went from Mike Rocky Maivia to The Rock. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, back to the thing. Hardcore Holly, yeah, definitely. I think he was an underrated. He was, you know, top tier jobber, I guess you could call him. But I, you know, I just remembered one for myself. Hmm. <laughs> Fucking Damian Sandow. Oh yeah, man, Damian, Damian oh, Sandow, damn, man. man. That he he the guy that had everything. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Can I do it? Then when they they try to punish him by making him uh, what's his name stunt double, and he fucking owned it and oh, made yeah. it something and, great, and he got it over. That was that. <laughs> so good, dude. He is so good, man. I just remember where like is, the first. Where is what is he? Is he even wrestling anymore now? Like oh, I don't think I've seen him on anything. To be honest with you, if I if I'm if I can think about, it. I don't think he's in AEW. Like I don't think he's anywhere. All right. I, I got one, but right. I don't know where he like. I don't know if he's underrated, but he never became world champ. I don't think he ever became world champion, but uh, he was just like one of those top mid carders. Uh, and I feel like it's because he's Latin American. But Carlito, oh yeah, man, Carlito, that's not Carlito. cool. And I was thinking about it, I'm like, dude, you know what? Carlito is just basically Razor <laughs> Ramon. <laughs> Yeah. Well, he he talked about that shit too in a, on a podcast I saw him, and he like got pissed off about that shit. But like, I give him credit. One of the best moments I had in wrestling was um, like Flair was having the whole storyline was like he was at the end of the rope and like this was his last chance. Like that was the storyline they were kind of going with, mm-hmm. and he's in the back, just like oh, he's just like you know just thinking about it, thinking about it. They're about to announce the next uh, number one contender. And Carlito just lost to the uh, Eddie Guerrero or Chavo because I remember they cheated to be him. Yeah. And he's walking out with Tori Wilson like, oh, yeah, whatever. And he's going, oh, hey, what's up, man? He goes, where are you going? Oh, yeah, you know, I'm going. We're going to go out. He goes, well, don't you want to see the tape of how you, from what you lost? It's like, ah, no, this guy's cheating. So, you know, it doesn't matter. Well, they're about to announce the next number one contender. Who cares? And, like, Ric Flair goes off on him, like, it almost felt kind of real. Like, he was going off on this generation of me lazy, not wanting to do the work. And, like, he's right there. I'm fighting. He's fighting to keep his job, essentially. And this fool's just like, whatever. Like, doesn't want to give a shit. Like, I gave him credit for... He sold Eric an asshole. And he sold... Oh, shit. I just got humbled. Mm. Like, it, he sold that shit. Like, it was supposed to be Flair's moment. He, he made it Flair's moment. Like, it was... I give him credit for that scene because it was fucking amazing. Yeah, man. Yeah, Carlito. I, I do remember a lot of... You, you know, Carlito had a lot of good matches too, man. Like, they were all entertaining for the most part from what I remember. And, yeah, I mean, he was, like you said, like a kind of a mid-level, you know... I think, what was it? Intercont- was it Intercontinental? Did he have an Intercontinental title run? Did he even make it that far? I thought he only got U.S. Maybe it was the U.S. title. But he was that, like, mid-level... I think he took it off John Cena before he... I think he took it off John Cena before he wasn't ended up getting a, pushed as a main eventer. Wasn't there some kind of controversy with him and that he had to leave the WWE? Yeah, there was something. I don't know what it was, but yeah. 
They actually had him on for the the Puerto Rican pay per view. Mm-hmm. They had it with like Bad Bunny oh, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But apparently, he got like a huge pop. And he, uh, the the thing that he said on Twitter was like, "Oh, my price went just went up." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fair. I mean, dude, yeah. like, uh, you're not you're not wrestling in the WWE, so you're not probably you're. You, I don't think you're getting paid as good as if oh yeah, definitely if he not. had stayed. But like, it's like, oh well, at least now he gets to. You know, yeah, if he, he has that kind of draw, then, like, maybe... He maybe, was yeah. an Intercontinental Champion. Huh? He was? He yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. I, knew, yeah, I knew he was an Intercontinental Champion at some point. Yeah, it just says, oh, yeah, he was on some drugs and refused to go to rehab. Oh, so that's that's what it Okay, was. there it is. Um, it, it says, it doesn't say drugs, but most likely he was probably on steroids. No, I don't even well, think they, they care about rehab steroids. for steroids. Yeah, no, they, they encouraged that. <laughs> they encouraged so steroid I, use. If we're going to follow the logic of wrestlers, it was probably painkiller. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm sure it was. Some shit like that. All right, so what, what qualifies as, like, the definition of underrated? Because uh, are we talking about people that, like, didn't hold titles, uh, like the main event titles, no, or could it include people could, that were people? Oh, yeah, I think you can, you can give people who were in ti- won titles if you thought that they were under just underutilized underrated under yeah. didn't get the didn't get the level of like appreciation that they should have been given or well, whatever you want to call it before he won the world's strongest man competition mark henry was underutilized it wasn't until he won that and they said Be- oh shit we could use this Se- sexual chocolate mark oh, henry man. Did. yeah the the father of the hand that came out of me <laughs> young's <laughs> i just watched i just watched a, another thing earlier today where it was it was Hardcore Holly, Crash Holly, and Viscera, and it's literally said that the three of them were the reason that Mae Young gave birth to a hand, and I was like, there's no way, and I was like, I don't remember that happening, and so then I, I remember, as I saw it, I was watching it, and literally, they, she comes out, she comes out inexplicably for no reason in the middle of them three doing something and just starts stomping on Crash Holly. And so Hardcore Holly comes in and just fucking clotheslines <laughs> the shit out of her. And then they start, him and him and Crash Holly start both stomping her ass. And then Visceral goes, no, no, guys, no, 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 guys. And they're like, what, what? And he's like, watch this. And he goes to the ropes and he does this like fucking splash on her and just basically murders and then he's laughing and just like ah it was it was pretty and then all three of them are laughing and then mark henry runs out he's like oh god and all the nts and then that's what causes like the fucking hand to like dude you know what okay so now that you mentioned viscera uh it made me laugh because you know i don't know his entire career every and everything mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i know he was part of like the ministry of darkness right like yeah he was part of undertaker's stable and he was kind of like a sinister figure right right but that's yeah, yeah. true sometime afterwards he became like this uh this weird like sexual figure <laughs> and like he wore like silk yeah, was, yeah. Like, like silk clothing and i think i think in one match like he was wrestling somebody and it was a dude and he was like grinding up against like it was basically doggy saw right like he actually humped <laughs> yeah. the person i'm like oh my god this is kind of why why are they doing this <laughs> but uh yeah dude that, yeah i just that, that was like one of the strangest turn of like characters that viscera uh, viscera is like just one of those weird characters that happened in what like the mid-2000s yeah, well, I mean, he was even before that in the '90s. He was like, he was. I think he was King Mabel was his name. Oh, Mabel, yeah, yeah. And uh, he used to, he used to wear this purple, like it was like a silk kind of like jumpsuit. Yeah, and he looked like the fucking a shiny grimace. That's what he fucking looked like. <laughs> just, just can't remember. That's what I always thought when I saw him. But yeah, no, I mean, Sorry, I still I'm still processing the whole 
you guys brought up Mae Young, and now I just can't stop thinking about when she went topless on that pay per view. Oh yeah, man. Hey, but you get to see what's her name? Uh, the cat. Uh, what the fuck was her actual name? I don't remember off the top of my head, but Jerry Lawler was banging her for a while. Jerry Lawler was banging every diva. I mean, that's true. Uh, um, <clears throat> well, not every diva, but... All right, so I, I actually have a good one. Oh, all right, go ahead. Let me hear So, I think this guy held it down as, like, a heel for the Cruiserweight division, uh-huh. and oh. I... I and you can say... You can say... Uh, I think, let's see if you can say what I, I think. I, you're Jamie Noble. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, too. Oh, yeah, good old Jamie Noble and, and Nidia or whatever yeah, her name Nidia, was. Yeah, like, I do... Were they cousins, right? They were cousins, right? I don't Wasn't know that? if they were. I, I think I that think, was the storyline. They were cousins. Like, it was just so weird because uh, I think because he was kind of like a sexual deviant. Oh yeah, and he always wanted a threesome with like Tori Wilson. <laughs> yeah. So like during matches, you like when he won the lottery or some <laughs> shit. The lottery, like, or he inherited like a shit ton of money. He became rich. Oh really? Yeah, like that was like, the storyline. That's why he was going after Tori Wilson because he had the money to. Oh, yeah, I yeah, see. Yeah. Well, anyways, like during the match, uh, I think it was like Rey Mysterio and Tori Wilson versus Nidia and, and Jamie Noble. And like at some point, Nidia is going to get like the wait, what's that move where you, you like shove your bum into people's faces, but you're like running a hip check. Are they on the bottom rope? Yeah. Like Proper they're sitting buster? like the, the, the person, the person's like knocked out. The Rikishi special? Maybe I mean that's what I called it. <laughs> when, he, he well, uh, when Rikishi does it, it's called the stink face. That's that's what yeah. it's actually called. But no, this is like uh, you get a running start and, and then, then you, you turn around and turn around. You bump the person. Yeah, it's, it's mostly a diva move, right? Yeah, I guess so. But anyways, so Jamie Noble, uh, like Nidia gets oh, I that. Remember that. Yes, N- yes. Nidia, <laughs> Nidia gets like a face full of Tori Wilson's ass, and then oh, this dude he, he swats her <laughs> and he's like wiping yeah. his face. He's like, do me. And then Tori Wilson's like getting ready. And then Ray Mysterio yeah, hops over yeah. and just does, a, does the cowboy. Or was it the, the cowboy? The Bronco Buster. Buster yeah. The Bronco Buster. Yeah. His dick in his face. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, my God. This is fucking hilarious. But I, I like that dude because he, I think he was like one of the more notable heels for like the cruiserweight division. Because, you know, it's like Ray Mysterio and a few others. But this guy was like kind of like the mainstay in that division. You know who else I got that was underrated was this fucking Billy Kidman, man. Like he was in the cruiserweight Bill, division. I too. remember that dude. Yeah, he yeah. was. Kind he of, had that. Yeah. He had that. Like it was. I don't remember what it was. It wasn't exact. It was like a short shooting star press, but it was yeah. like it was like he did. It's like he flipped. didn't he do it off the ropes, not the not the turnbuckle. Yeah, he did it off of like one of the ropes. Like, but it, man, it, he he was pretty fucking good. I think it was his face though. Like, yeah, he, I, I don't, I don't know face. if he was ugly or something, but yeah, like, if you, want, if you guys are talking about cruiserweights, though, how can we forget about the hurricane? Oh, hurricane. fucking hurricane, man. Stand back. There's a hurricane coming through. I usually turned off the TV when that dude was on. Oh, man. The hurricane was pretty good, man. I, and then fucking when he had he, Rosie. Was hor- fucking, uh, let's be honest. It was a horrible kid. It was a stupid yeah, but fucking, he fucking He was yeah, a good but wrestler. He, but he fucking was a good wrestler, though. Like. He, he did beat The Rock once. That was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, sh- old Sugar Shane Helms fucking... Turn him into it? a superhero. <laughs> Shitty superhero. Uh, I don't know why, but that made me remind me of this guy who was talking about when he stopped watching wrestling. Was when it was Rey Mysterio versus the Big Show versus the Great Khali versus somebody else, and Rey Mysterio won the match. <laughs> so this is when I stopped watching wrestling. <laughs> um, all right. This is kind of this I don't know if this dude was ever a world champion, but he certainly had the look and he was kind of badass because he was like super I think he towered over people, and I also think 
it's it's not Heidenreich, but uh, damn, it, that is a good Heidenreich. Yeah, but he also just had like that that V shape muscular figure that the uh, you know like the Vince McMahon ideal wrestler, model yeah. for like a wrestler, yeah. right? Chris Masters, dude, the master lock. Oh uh, yeah, man, Chris Masters, dude. Yeah, he he was the blueprint of what. Vince McMahon, I think, is wet dream. I guess basically of what he wants in a wrestler. He he had the look down. But I didn't. I don't remember if like he was somebody that cut promos or not. Nah, but I like, think you. I don't think he was too. I don't think he was too good at that. He just like his matches ended quick. Like it was a lot of squash right, yeah. matches. Right. Who was that wrestler that was doing a promo back in the old days? And he was doing the promos. Like, oh, let me start over. Like this is live, man. Oh fuck. Uh, I don't remember that. Oh, fuck, that was gonna be bugging me. Well, anyways. <sighs> Yeah, Chris Masters, I agree with you 100%. I think that dude was underrated for sure in terms of what he could do. Wrestling match-wise, I, I felt like he was pretty good, but Mike work, I don't know. I don't really... Cause I can't even remember. I just I remember he was that like he, a heel. He was like a like a mid level heel. So like it wasn't really. I don't think he really got a lot of opportunity to really showcase himself. And I mean, I mean, he's been in I think Independence and other things over the last several years. But I haven't really watched him to see what he's looking like or doing now. I mean, not to stereotype the guy, but he was just kind of like a beefcake dude. Yeah. And uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I just. I, you know, there's another guy. Oh, sorry. No, no, that was it. No, I was gonna say another guy who I think is I would consider him to be underrated. Fucking Val Venus, man. Like, Val yeah, Venus, that's that's like Val fucking Venus. that that dude, man. He fucking he could t- he could talk, he could wrestle, and I do think that he got his due in terms of. He's, I mean, I think he pretty, I'm pretty sure he still works for the WWE. I, I think he's always been like one of those kind of backstage kind of guys or whatever. Like Same with Jamie Noble. Yeah, Jamie Noble too back there. Um, but yeah, Val Venus, man, during that Attitude Era, dude, oh man, he just, he could fucking, I don't know, he just, he could, he could work the mic, he could fucking, you know, he could wrestle well. I mean, he was that mid level, he was Intercontinental Champion a couple times, you know, he had a couple good, good feuds. Um, but yeah, man, he was a good one too. What, what do you, what, okay, so this dude wasn't, he got the he got <laughs> the ringer for uh, the last like stint of his career with like the WWE. But well, what do you guys think about Matt Hardy in his in his uh, I would say like his nineties his nineties persona and even like the two thousands version was it version one or something? Oh, yeah, man. version one. Oh, I, I love the, I love that I love that theme song. Yeah. I love that that was so. Like to me, that was kind of the beginning of seeing how creative Matt Hardy is, because like he was involved with like creating that part of his deal. So when so the V one, and then he did that thing where it was like the old dial up, like the it was like the thing of the border around the mm-hmm. screen, and it would have like Matt Hardy I was, facts. Yeah, you know, I was gonna say like, I love that. that he had oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like, I remember oh. one was like Matt Hardy keeps his house at a, at a, at a balmy yeah. seventy four degrees. Yeah, like Matt Hardy hates peanut butter, like you know, <laughs> <laughs> shit like that. I can't say. Well, that's that like something a tornado. You can slap a tornado or something. I can't and then something up a. Uh, but I, I always, yeah, dude, I, I thought as a tag team wrestler with, and that was one too where a lot of times the guys when they're in a tag team and then they go solo, like there's always one that like ends up getting fucked and one of them ends up blowing up. Usually, I, mean, I didn't Jeff even like Hardy, Jeff Hardy, Hardy that much. Dude. Did I. I didn't I, like. I like Matt Hardy. To be better. fair, Jeff Hardy fucked himself. Well, yeah, I guess yeah, that's he true. did. But I also just like Matt Hardy better to begin with. Yeah, anyways. I agree. I did like Matt Hardy better because I thought he was a more compelling character. And then even 
even further down the line, and really Matt Hardy got shafted hard with Edge, with the whole Edge thing, man. Like, they yeah. Dude, that was a, fucked. They made that a storyline, bro. Like that's fucked up, dude. But I mean, goddamn, he sold a lot of tickets for that. I'm sure, like the people who yeah. watch that shit. Yeah, we, I'm sure people loved taking their kids to see Edge to have, <laughs> have uh, sex in the bed, like yeah, in, dude, in the middle the fuck, of the ring. What the fuck were they thinking, dude? He's the radio superstar, man. That's true. I mean, that's, that's how you get the name. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, fuck. One I want my I want to throw my hat in on this one is um, the other two members of the Radicals that never got to go that far is a Demon oh, Nico, Nico and Perry Saturn. Yeah, mm-hmm. man, fucking Perry Saturn's actually a sad story. Yeah, dude. it's like, fucking depressing as fuck. Like I think Perry Saturn was a fucking great wrestler. I mean, uh, I don't remember. I don't really remember him on the mic though. Oh, he was like he was like insane. Like he was like a like the character that he played was like crazy. So he would just say like the most ridiculous shit. Uh, I think he had the mop or whatever. Him and oh, like, I remember the mop. The mop yeah. was like, moppy or whatever yeah. was like his fucking girlfriend or like some a, shit. It's like oh my god, another underrated wrestler, Al Snow. Yeah, Al Snow. Al oh Snow. yeah, it's another head. one. Squad. Oh, fucking Snow, man. That was a, yeah. He was fucking the old job squad with head. Yeah. What does everybody want? Head. <laughs> what does everybody need? Head. <laughs> what does everybody love? Head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that was. But he got that fucking mannequin head over, man. I'll tell you what. Yeah, fuck it. I'm saying, like, yeah, like Demon Lika was also a really good wrestler. Obviously. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Again, he's another one. Like, the only thing I remember him like Mike wise is that whole storyline when he was gonna fuck Lita. Oh yeah, yeah. and they tricked him. <laughs> yeah. All right, I got one more. All right. Uh, well, I I don't know. I my my memory is kind of vague on him, but I do remember like Ken Shamrock kind of being a big deal because he was like the. I don't know if he was, you know, he was a professional fighter, but he crossed over to wrestling. Yeah. So, like, where, yeah, where does he, he was, fall? Yeah, he was part of the early, early. He was part of the ad, the early Attitude Era, and also in the really the part yeah, early days of like the UFC when they were like they didn't have weight classes and yeah, like yeah. you were just fighting in like tournament style. So like that, you know. He was a legit like badass because that that shit was like. Well, what do you what do you remember about him and do you think he's underrated? Yeah, I do think he was underrated. I think I, I felt like his mic skills were good enough to you know carry him. Maybe if he would have had a manager who could do more of his talk. If he had like a Paul Heyman guy running him or like running the mic for him, I feel like he definitely could have been a, a world champion caliber. I mean, at least with his with his wrestling. That that was world champion caliber, I think, and he never obviously got that far. He was like intercontinental champion, I think, a couple times, and had a couple decent feuds. Um, you know, I think he had the look. I think he had the the persona down. You know, I mean, I don't know. I felt like he was definitely underrated for sure. I got another one. Oh yeah, all right. Did, I don't know why I like these guys because uh, I don't know that they were ever given like titles or anything. Mm-hmm. Maybe once or twice, but. Full-blooded Italians, dude. Nunzio and uh, I forgot the oh, other yeah, guy. Oh yeah, I forgot about those guys. Uh, I just love their fucking. Their I I think it really it really boils down to their entrance because they just show up and they have like the no sleep till Brooklyn yeah, knockoff yeah, yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then they just go like this to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like they do the, the Italian fuck you, like yeah, yeah. under well, the chin. Under that same, speaking of that, the whole same thing. Um, what's their name? Uh, remember when we went to SummerSlam and he was in the audience? Oh, uh, fucking uh, Enzo, Enzo, and, uh, Enzo Amore. Yeah, and um, what's the other guy's name? Uh, Big Cass or whatever. Or what was Big Cass. Yeah. That what yeah, that's what he's. I don't remember what he's called no, now, but I just yeah. remember. One, I, just, I think I just yeah, remembered one. Oh man, he, like he was, I only remember him for a little bit, but I remember he was a great wrestler. It was on Lance Storm. Oh yeah, man. Lance, Lance Storm? Storm was good too. I'm trying to think of like what, what? that's the thing. You, 
You see, you you heard the name, but you just can't remember, right? Yeah. That was the thing. Like, that's how much of a jobber he was. Canadian. You looked like a Mountie. Like, if, he, if, a, Mountie, like a, Mountie, if yeah. a Mountie didn't have a shirt on and, and was super was, short, was super short. Mm. He had that like buzz. It wasn't like a buzz cut. It was like a it was like a crew cut that he had. Like, real Canadian, real fucking Canadian. Like, super extra Canadian. A eh? like you know everything he said. That kind of annoyed me. But you know, other than that, yeah, I think his wrestling was was fucking top notch. I got two people. Yeah, yeah. All right. Is it if, you, if you're the one I'm thinking about, I'm gonna be pissed. Oh shit! I already forgot who it was. Oh. Damn it! Well, one of them was William Regal. And yeah, I was oh yeah, man. Too. William, William Regal, sure. and there was somebody else that I just. Oh my god, I forgot. William Regal as a character in general, I think, is highly underrated. I mean, even it, as the manager for NXT, he was fucking great. Oh yeah, and then and then when he was like the the, the manager of the Black manager of the Blackpool Combat Club, and then when he was doing back in the Attitude Era, when he was like the commissioner or whatever of of raw mm-hmm. or the WWF or whatever it was. I mean, that was, that was some very excellent fucking well, work that it was done. There's two guys I have in mind because they were only popular because of the third guy that was in their stable. Mm-hmm. But these two guys were not as popular as they should. I think they should have been. And mostly one of them, uh, but Scotty too hotty. Oh, yeah, fucking Scotty too hotty. Fuck yeah, dude. Grandmaster Sex A. Too cool, man. They were a good. They were a cool tag but team, again, man. Again, like, without Rikishi, no. Yeah, I mean. That's how you know, like, you can really test somebody uh, if they're main event material. Like, when you have a stable and you start putting people in separate matches and you find out who's the real draw. That's true, yeah. Uh, but then again, Rikishi wasn't somebody that, like, he, that ever ended up with a world title either, but... He, he was he was over on his own though. Yeah, yeah. He he was world champion caliber, but he never won it. Yeah. Remember that huge match they had with him, Kurt Angle, like all the main stars were in that big ass hell in the cell oh, match. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. And he actually he, climbed the cage. Yeah, and he flew, they, and then Undertaker pushed him off into that back of that truck. With God damn, three hundred foot, three hundred yeah, pounds man. of ass, dude. Of ass down in the, into but, back of the <laughs> that truck. match almost never happened because uh, Vince was against it. Yeah. It was literally all of SmackDowns. Biggest superstars in one super dangerous match. Big meaty men slapping me. <laughs> yeah, man, that's what it was. <laughs> like if one of them got injured, it could have upset the whole like meat, power. Meat in a cell. That's what it was. <laughs> meat in a cell. Uh, okay, this guy isn't underrated because he was actually champion with uh, the New Age Outlaws and Degeneration X. But Billy Billy Gunn. Yeah, I, I was, really, was going to say I liked him. Gunn, too. Yeah, I liked him, but. Again, somebody that didn't have the mic skills, but always put on great oh. matches. And of course, oh, here's the other person I was gonna say, Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Oh yeah, man, Dolph Ziggler definitely fucking oh. underrated. Fucking Zack Ryder. Woo woo woo. woo, woo. You, yeah, man. You know Zach it. Ryder, that yeah, motherfucker dude. made himself great with that whole internet show he had. Mm-hmm. And then the fucking, of course, once the W says, okay, we're gonna pretend to give him a push and then fucking kill him. Yeah, what was he? He was like 24-7 champion. No, internet No, internet, internet champion. champion. <laughs> remember it had his whole fucking hairstyle? Yeah, yeah. Shit? Yeah. Yeah. And then, fuck, man. Remember that WrestleMania when they gave him the fucking Intercontinental title? No, and they gave, no, they didn't even give him the title. They just gave him the win of the... The ladder match. The, no, he won the he won the title. He won the Intercontinental title in that ladder match, and then the next night on Raw, they took yeah, it they back. Took it they fucking me, yeah. took it from Son him. Son of like, a bitch! What? What? A, yeah, that's what it was. That was a, what? A, what a fucking slap to the face, man! Like, and then he, he disappeared after that. Yeah, and then that was the last straw, probably. And they were like, he was like, "Fuck this." Oh, somebody that okay. Granted, he only got his one title reign. I think. 
Um, I have to say Big E because he he started yeah. off as like a mid Carter. Yeah, that's true. Well, all of them did, man. Remember when Kofi Kingston? The three yeah. of them. The three of them. When, yeah. Um, when they came out as the uh, when they were the New Day, but they were that gospel religious group. Yeah. And then they turned it into the fun thing it actually should have been. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, dude. That was so cool to see somebody like that. Because I think, he, what, he was in the mid-card for, like, a long time. And I think he was with, uh, what's that What's that girl's name that uh, that eventually married CM Punk? AJ oh, something. AJ Lee. AJ Lee. AJ Styles. I don't know if it was a stable. It was, like, Dolph Ziggler, AJ Lee, and Big E. Uh, but you know he was like one of those guys that was like in the mid card and stuff. But then the new day happened, and like yeah, yeah. every everybody benefited, everybody benefited from that. Even like Kofi King, Kingston got a run with uh, yeah, his, with the, like a title yeah. reign because I think he beat Brock Lesnar for like the WWE Championship. Uh, but even like Big E got some of that too. I'm like, oh man, um, those are guys like I never thought would ever hold a fucking title uh, a day in their life. But um, yeah, they got their due once, and I, I would consider them under, underrated because they haven't done, they haven't gotten their due since. <laughs> yeah, that is true. All right, any anybody uh, anybody you think that is over fucking rated, like was was over is overhyped and just not as good as what everybody fucking remembers. Based on what, thinks. like they're just their mic skills. Just skill. anything in general. Just any. It could be anything. It could be oh somebody who have a hot take on this one. Oh, you got a hot take on this one. Okay. Right. Uh, well, Frank can go first because I don't know how. Like, I want to see what he says first. All right, all right. You're not gonna like it. What is oh, it? Oh, I know exactly what he's gonna say. Personally, I think CM Punk's overrated. That's fine. I think I I think he's overrated in the uh, like the actual in ring wrestling in, aspect. No, no, don't get me wrong. Fucking on the mic, he's fucking great. Fucking one of the best. Yeah, but actual in ring. He's all right. He's all right. I mean, he's, he's, exactly, he's, he's just Cena. average, man. He's like, Cena. He's average, he has fine yeah. moves. He has everything people complain about Cena. I see in CM Punk. But I can say the same thing about The Rock too. I say the same thing about The Rock too. Yeah. I always say that again. <laughs> the Rock is so great on the but mic. Yeah. But that's the thing, though. He wrestles according to his skills, and I think, unfortunately for CM Punk, he's in an era where everybody's out to get each other. Were in the WWE, oh, sorry, back in The Rock's time, everybody he wrestled knew how to work with each other. Mm-hmm. So, my best example is like the, the WrestleMania 30, the Rock, the Brock Lesnar versus Undertaker. Undertaker was holding, was pretty much making Lesnar look good. Lesnar wasn't able to keep up with Taker's skills, is what I'm saying. Where, but then there was moments where, okay, Lesnar's carrying Undertaker here. And then. I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say. Where CM Punk was fighting people who didn't want to make him look good. So that's, I think that was his downfall, where he was wrestling against the wrong type of people. Especially when he started throwing shade against Vince McMahon publicly and shit like that. They were making him look bad. So with The Rock, you're not going to fuck with the Golden Goose. You're not going to fuck with Triple H's status. So you're going to make sure you wrestle to make them look good as well. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying, where like, so, like, if you sell, you have to sell a hit. You have to... How do I phrase this? I, I know what you're talking about, because I think CM Punk talked about him wrestling against Ryback. Yeah, like they, Ryback, they, that's a good example. They, right they were talking about, like, how Ryback was just kind of a dumb fuck idiot mm-hmm. that didn't know how to coordinate, uh, like, a match in mm-hmm. while they were doing it. And he kept saying, like, oh, you got to protect 
X, Y, or Z, and he wouldn't follow through on it. And that's yeah. how like CM Punk ended up getting injured and he never worked with him again. But uh, like, and maybe it's just like okay, if you do a program with somebody else, it just there's no chemistry there and it doesn't work. And I think and is that I, what you're getting? I yeah, I don't blame CM Punk for it, but I just don't think he was in a situation to be his best. Maybe yeah, I, yeah. Maybe I'm not. Maybe it's not the. He's not. Like said, he, the it Rock, wasn't great. It's just the like Rock the right people. Sorry. The, yeah, the right people. Like the Rock and Cena were able to get away with it because they were wrestling people that knew who knew how to make each other look good. Let's look at an example of that. Would be of two guys making each other look good that essentially only have five moves apiece. Would be WrestleMania 18, The Rock versus Hogan. Hogan. Yeah. I mean, there you go. That match is fucking amazing. But if you really break it down and you get rid of everything... There's like three body slams back to back. And you look at the actual wrestling, if it wasn't those two guys in there, probably wouldn't be that great of a match. But they know what they're doing with each other. They know what people wanted to see, so they did their five fucking moves on each other. They had a great match. They, They did the moves to each other that could make each other look good. And, you know... At the end of the day, it was a fucking legendary, you know, match. But if it would have been, you know, two other dickheads in there, if it, if that would have been a if, shitty match. If that was like Lesnar versus somebody else, it would be the worst match of the night. I I, I think it's because uh, Mike skills carry more. It's like, Wait. yeah, it's like a. I hate to make the comparison to a comic book, but like you can have the world's best writing for like a comic book, right? Great storytelling, and all that shit. Nobody, but if it doesn't fucking look good, yeah, then you don't give rem- a shit. Yeah, nobody remembers that shit. They just, you know, they they remember. Oh yeah, the art, the artwork, or so like you. Okay, as pretty as somebody can make the moves, and as great as somebody can sell them, dude. Like if you can't fucking talk on the mic, like I think that's why you end up on the mid card because you need somebody that's gonna captivate an audience that can orate at a at a, a world-class level and there's so few people that can do it and it's probably why there's uh only a short list of people that end up yeah. being world champion yeah. or you just get paul Heyman to do it for you, you, you okay yeah there, there's another as long thing as you fucking want you get you, know? you get the right pairing yes. of like the right yeah. manager with with the the person that can't talk Who was that again that you said that gave him the idea for paul Heyman to work with lesnar uh taz that's the same that man deserves like 18 raises for that shit that was fucking oh, yeah. brilliant yeah but like I said, like when a wrestler doesn't have the mic skills, you're right. They're no matter how good of a fucking re- as we've seen, the majority of these underrated wrestlers that we're talking about, like Shelton Benjamin, um, Lance Storm, all this, had fucking great in ring skills enough for us to remember them. Yeah, but they just couldn't get that push because they just couldn't. They just couldn't do it they on the mic. Cut it. Yeah, they just didn't have the skills. And like it's funny, like Eddie. Skills. Didn't, he didn't want to be the WWE champion because he didn't feel like he would be able to carry it. Mm-hmm. Which is one of the dumbest things ever because that motherfucker was great. But it just shows you how much even Eddie Guerrero didn't believe in his own life skills. So it just shows you how fucking cutthroat it actually fucking is that if you don't have that skill. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like I said, dude, uh, if I had to say somebody, well, now that we're still talking on the subject of overrated, I would probably say, I hate to say it, but I, I want to say The Rock. Because <laughs> um, it, it's not just like the, um, it's not just the fact that he has the same cycle of moves that he goes through, whether it's like the people's elbow or right. the, the fucking, uh, the rock bottom. It's kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of a boring finisher to begin with. Um, but it's also like the canned phrases, dude. Like it's, 
It's the jabronis, the fucking taking somebody down to this. It's always segueing into that fucking like predictable thing, and everybody ate it up. And I'm like, ah, eh, this was cool. Like when you're a kid, because it's such a fucking funny like. Oh yeah. It, it's funny shit, but then you watch it as an adult, and you're just like, yeah, oh, but, this is just as bad as Hogan, dude. This yeah, is but, just say your prayers, and you know. But that same token, though. How many times would you? How many times could you go back and watch him sing in Sacramento or sing it? Yes, that's what I was gonna say. It's like, uh, well, you know what? At least, shit, at least the rock can evolve, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean the Hollywood rock with like him singing, doing the acoustic, uh, the acoustic sets in the middle of the ring and talking shit about a city. I guess you could say is a. Uh, uh, an evolution in his character or something because it wasn't just the uh, taking you down to the Smackdown Hotel and and your jabronis and <laughs> and all that shit. True, true. I, I mean, yeah, I, I kind of I can kind of see where your argument is with, with that. Um, I don't necessarily know if I 100% agree with it, but I, I see where it's coming from, and yeah, coming back and looking especially, at some of the things. That the but they're all saying, like... Especially, for, if you compare, sorry, uh, especially if you compare him to someone like Chris Jericho, who's both a great in-ring wrestler and fucking great on the mic, you start to see, okay, there are some cracks with the rock. Right. But he's just good at, like, uh, I don't know if it's improving, but he, he is it's, great at improv. Like, he's just good at working on the it's spot, working, like, with working, the crowd. Yeah, working the crowd, man. That's, like, the rock really, was great at that, dude. Oh, yeah. Especially, like, uh, like he, his back ring shit, like, his interviews in the back, like, in the back ring are always fucking great. And, yeah, like, he always has to... He always has to work his way back into the SmackDown Hotel, Joe Brony, and it doesn't matter. And of course, to the if you smell what the Rock is cooking, he has to always lead back into those. But the classics, going into those, he's always, he's usually improv around the spot. And they're usually fucking great. Yeah, I mean the the Billy the fucking Billy Gun promo oh, for like yeah, man. I'm my name's Billy and I just won or no it was King of the Ring. Yeah, but there's just one problem. Everyone oh, thinks that I absolutely suck. suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Bob, man. Billy. It doesn't matter. matter what your name is. Um, what I, I, I I'm a, I'm, I'm probably gonna agitate Josh over here with oh, overrated. Man, I might stab you in the neck. <laughs> but I'm gonna say, say it, dude. Say it. Tri- say it. Triple H. Yes. <laughs> but do you know what? All right. I will Let me hear what? your argument. Let me hear your argument. No, no. Triple H is the same boat. Is he in the same boat as The Rock and CM Punk? In the ring, he's kind of meh. But. He's different in the fact that on the mic, he's also kind of mad. Yeah, he, yeah, but he was just, I don't know what it is about him. He knew how to work with every single person he wrestled. Oh. That's why he was he was able to stand out so great. That's why he was such a great heel. He wasn't great on the mic. He was just good enough to get under the skin. Good of enough. Whatever. Good enough. And uh, also, I and he to, was banging the boss's daughter. Yes. Uh, I also have to say that it wasn't so much the mic or the in-ring shit. Okay, the, I will say the pedigree has to it's be one of the one best. One of the best finishers. Yeah, one there. of the best oh, finishers. Yeah, 100%. But there's something about the Except mystique. For the first time, did, you, did you ever see the first time he did it and the guy fucked it up? No, he so you know he, he locked of, his arms. He, no, we know how we all do the pedigree. The pedigree looks right. We yeah. Like, so the guy didn't understand what Triple H was saying. Oh, this is my finisher. So when he jumped, the guy thought it was supposed to be a pile driver. So, oh, so he ended up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like you see Triple H with this, I just killed the man. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> He's supposed to. Uh, yeah, whatever. Um, but okay, so there's something. I don't know what it is, but Triple H has a. An allure to him, or aura, an aura, or there's, some, there's, I don't know what it fucking is, and I, I don't know if it's like, 
I, I, it's, it's hard to describe, but you know that time that he came back and everyone was cheering for him? Yeah, and like he it was, was just him. For a little bit? It was just him kind of. I remember that's, the, the, when, you that's know, when he was so badass. He was wearing a black shirt with the black sweater with a, a denim over a vest. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's just like the presence of Triple H that he's just kind of like this menacing figure. And it's the way he stands, like a little bit hunched over and it, like. It's his like pet, a gorilla. It's, honestly, it's yeah, his yeah. pedigree. Yeah, it, and it's like the gorilla thing. Like, yep. I don't know if it's like a gorilla thing, but it's the the spitting. It's the spitting uh, of the water. It's the way he walks to the ring. It's not so much what he says. It's just how he carries himself. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like in the same way that Undertaker is. Yeah, I was about to say. But he's like, like he's just a human being. But you're just like, oh, this is a bad son of a bitch. Because uh, I like the thing I have to give yeah. credit to Triple H a lot is that he knows the business in and out. Mm-hmm. So he, like I said, like I was saying, he knows how to work with every single wrestler. Yeah, he knows how to play the system just enough to do what he needs to get done. So. But when you look at him, if you put like Josh, he put him on his Mount Rushmore or whatever. If he was, to, if he was to be on Mount Rushmore, uh, he'd be like he'd be like the Theodore Roosevelt. He'd be, what does somebody say best? If they're saying about Theodore Theodore Roosevelt, if Mount Rushmore were the band, he'd be the bassist. That's what Triple H is. Oh. The what? The base? The, the bassist. The base. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, like because hey he, he, he's putting out steady fucking hits and keeping everything in line. All right, just keeping it even. But yeah, but out of the all, out of the whole band, everyone's sleeping with groupies. The bassist is sleeping with the comedian who was the opener. And uh, he also benefited from having like really bitching stables too. Yeah, that's fuck true. yeah, and probably and every theme song he has has been a fucking hit. Dude, Evolution, like I. Re- I don't know how good that era was. Like, I, I know people kind of talked about it because uh, they used to do like 30 se- thirty minute segments about them um, reveling in their in their yeah, yeah. their them winning championships and being like the 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 stable that had top, all the, ch- yeah. the top dogs and stuff and whatever. But it was just like, man, this son of a bitch is winning all the titles and stuff. And I'm like, I always hated him. Um, and yeah, I guess it wasn't so much. What he, like I said, what he said or anything like that. It's just the presence, the menacing figure of Triple H, the aura, the allure of him that just I don't know, man. Because he was coming up at the same time as like The Rock and all that shit, and you need to put somebody else up against those guys, whether it's like Stone Cold or right, yeah. whatever, or even Mick Foley. Like yeah. I think, uh, again, that was the beauty of him. Like he was coming up with who would be the biggest stars in wrestling at, the, at not just at the time, but in going on and I'm not saying he could cut it I'm, not, I'm never going to say that about him but I think he realized okay The Rock's going to be this type of person I have to be the perfect antagonist to him mm. and he made his he, he made his career by being The Rock's by being a pain in the, the Rock's ass yeah and then once that you know ran its course Mick Foley again oh Mick Foley the super nice everybody fucking loves him Let's bully the fuck out of him. Yeah. He knew exactly what a way to get the right reaction from crowds a bit based on who he was wrestling. And I'm just saying, like, again, it's because he knows this industry so fucking well. And he, he just, I think he just knows how to be a heel. Like, that's, that's a... That's why I and a sledgehammer, dude. Yeah, oh yeah, he's, yeah. He's the only person on my mouth more that's a heel. Because he was the perfect heel to everybody he faced. Yeah, and I think that's, I think that's a lost, I think that's a lost art almost nowadays in wrestling. I mean, yeah, I think MJF and AEW is kind of like 
getting back to that, bringing that back a little bit. Oh man, but unfiltered as fuck. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and I, I think that, I think that being a good fucking heel is what really pushes the business forward. I think somebody who's at the top, who's like really good at just being a bad guy. Because yeah. that makes people want to fucking why they want to see this guy get his ass beat. They want and then and then every time, man, he ju- they just barely sneak away with the thing, and that makes him just keep tuning in. And then it just gets hot. And then when somebody finally dethrones him, oh, it's so hot. But then like a lot of times, that guy who dethroned him just uh, fizzles out, and then some someone you know he gets the title back or whatever. That's kind of I was with Triple H for a long time, where he was you know the champion going back and forth for a long time with people just because that you know yeah he was the hot. The, the big heel and everybody the, the the hot baby face needed to chase him and then would eventually win the title and then okay but then it no longer becomes interesting anymore once the good guy wins so then oh, you give it back to the bad guy and here he goes he'll carry it until you find another up and coming or a new whoever's going to be the new baby face of the day or whatever and they'll he'll fight them and keep it going so yeah it's, I don't know I that's, just, one, that's one thing I always liked about what's his name Eddie mm-hmm. where he was doing every heel thing possible but went over as a baby face for it. Yeah, that's true. He was doing all the things that Flair was doing that he was hated for. Uh-huh. But yet he was he was cheering and, like, and beloved for it. You know, it's like, like oh you son of it's like oh you uh, oh, oh you yeah, yeah. oh yeah. you. But at least Stephanie was talking about an interview. Like people were tuning in just to see. Oh my god, how is Eddie gonna cheat this time? Like yeah, dude, WrestleMania twenty when he fucking took off his, his shoe. shoe? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then people always like they always say, "Oh, that was the big cheating moment." No, we he, people always never notice that when he puts Kurt Angle in that small package. Oh, he, he grabs put, his foot on the on the rope. Yeah, yeah, he puts it under the ropes. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah, true. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, is there any other overrated wrestlers that you can think of? Well, we talked about we went to length about why we thought Triple H. Are you at least trying to defend him? Well, I mean, I think you guys raised valid points, but like I, I did. I mean, I said I went on a, a nice little tirade about why I think that's why he's not overrated because he knew how to be the heel. Like somebody's got to be the bad guy, mm-hmm. and I mean, look at what he went through going into the beginning of his career. I mean, you know, he he, he had that whole thing with uh, he got fucking shit on by Vince because he was hanging out with the fucking Rebel Crew, and yeah, he, nobody's like, gonna fuck with them mm-hmm. because they're the ones making him the money. So who does he go after? He goes after the, the guy who's, who's, who ends up being his son-in-law, right? Exactly, and yeah, maybe that's why. He ended up bonus man because he knew he had to do something. But I think that is what he decided back in the day when that was going on. Is I think he said, "Hey, you know what? Like, I don't think I'm ever going to really be a guy who's like a, t- a top good guy here. So I- I'm going to lean into this bad guy thing, and I'm going to try to be the best fucking bad guy that you could possibly have." And I think that's really what he turned into. And I think that's why his career was successful to, to a certain degree. Because, like you said, yes, I don't think his in ring work. I think his in ring work is it's like it's all just good enough. It's yeah. it's he's not. A a super amazing wrestler. He's not a super amazing guy on the mic. Notice, like you see a lot in Triple H and The Rock's matches. There's a lot of moments where they'll hit a oh The Rock hits a spine buster or Triple H hits a huge fucking shoulder attack whatever. And there's just moments where they're just like yeah yeah like there's just like prostrate and reality like oh, oh dear god fuck, yeah. <gasps> uh, so there, I I think um, there was this match where I think it was Shawn Michaels and Triple H. And I think they were facing Randy Orton and somebody else. And I think Randy Orton did... The move's called the knee drop, right? Where, like, you 
you have somebody's face on top of your knee and then you like you hit the ground is that is that knee drop on these drops when they're laying down you drop you literally drop a knee on them uh, okay never mind so what's the one where you, uh, you yeah there's a name for you that. like you're when you grab them right here and you jump up yeah, yeah. Well, what is that move called i know what you're talking about i just don't know the name of it okay well anyway anyways yeah. i think triple h so this is like the funniest yeah, thing he's ever that's done one of his moves yeah uh no no well, so triple h ate one of those mm-hmm. and he ended up Overselling the move for like thirty seconds. Oh, yeah, like, <laughs> he was just standing there with his yeah. with his head up, and then he takes one step forward and collapses. Like after standing like that for a minute, and then you see Shawn Michaels kind of like trying to like push him over. Like, like <laughs> it was it was like one of those uh, few moments where like and that's the, okay. That's, that, the thing. that's why I that's think makes him so. Can, that's something that he only could have done with Shawn Michaels. Well, that's the thing that I think what makes him great. What you were kind of talking about is how he can he plays to everybody's strengths or whatever and their personalities so like and i think he does that so well and makes he's the one that he he can make everybody look good he can wrestle and make them look good you know what i'm saying and then also he can do that he, he has got that range i guess he's like the best at being good at it best at being average at everything right like it's versatile yeah it's like he's like a jack, jack of all trades i guess but yeah. the, the thing about that particular moment is that for a guy that's like is like scowling and menacing and all that shit is that he's oversold a fucking move to make it kind yeah. of hilarious because he's right. not he's not all that serious or he's not all that funny of a figure he's more like on the serious right. side but he that, just he doesn't take himself too be, seriously i guess he can is, always he can always be silly and stuff with Shawn Michaels, yeah. But if you would have done that shit with The Rock, that would have that wouldn't have been good. It yeah, would, it wouldn't have looked as good. But because True. him and Shawn Michaels have that fucking chemistry, it worked. Yeah. So that's why he knows I can't oversell a move with The Rock. I can't oversell a move with Taker. Oh, my best friend that we fuck. Me and him literally just beat the shit out of a child backstage. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, there there is like a degenerate uh, a DX segment like for the second or well, I don't know what iteration it was, but it was like in the 2010s mm-hmm. when uh, I don't know what Shawn Michaels was getting worked up about. He's like, Shawn, you need to calm down. And then uh, he walks oh, up to yeah. the he yeah. walks Steve, up to like one of the your what's your name Steve Steve. Boom! Hits him with the sweet chin see, music. See, I just hit Steve. See, I, I did. Why did I do that? Why did I do and then he just starts. He goes on like a done the whole hallway. Yeah, just starts, just starts yeah, people. just starts sweet chin music. The one guy in the papers fly up. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh man, that's that's great. Those are good times. Uh, but yeah. Anyways, uh, all right. So anybody else have anybody that's uh, overrated? You think is overrated or underrated or whatever? Did anybody got anything else to add? Mm, overrated. I'm trying oh, to. Think. I know someone that's overrated in wrestling. That's gonna be Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey, shit. Um, yeah. Well, actually, you know what? Her was, introduction, where she did that—I don't know if she did a Samoan drop, but she picked up Triple H. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I remember that was that, the whole uh, thing with the Rock. Yeah. Like, oh my, like, oh that—that that was kind of cool. I, I don't remember all her her wrestling matches, but you know like, what was, you know say, what was really fucking cool? I'm just, I was about to say, oh like, good, because I remember this vividly. Me and Josh were there oh, when yeah. the crowd turned on her. Mm. When she got her ass handed to her by, um, uh, what's her fucking name? Charlotte? Charlotte, yeah. And everyone was just booing her. And as she's trying to as she's trying to do her little walking away in the rain, and everybody's just doing the whole na-na-na-na. Oh, okay. And then remember she went on fucking five-year hiatus after that? Sure, <laughs> yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, we were there when they, they turned on her and she couldn't take it. Dang. Yeah, that was cool to watch. <laughs> it really was. I mean, it really sounded like a prick, but man, that was, that was fuck. Not only was that cool to watch, it was cool to be a part of. Okay. I participated. We participated in that. Sweet. Like, get the fuck out of here. Go back to fucking UFC, you piece of shit. Like, you want to sit here and walk you <laughs> like you're a, the was, fucking, like you're the man. It was a bad match, dude. Like, Charlotte. It was, man. It, it was, was one of those things where Charlotte was carrying the match. She was trying so hard, hard dude. dude and, and like, Ronda was just she was not. just sucking bags of dicks, man. It was oh just like my God. just because you're that's the thing people think just because you're athletic, you can be a wrestler. Yeah, you can. no, yeah, no, you can't. It's a fucking art. Yeah, it yeah. is. And and it's just because you might be you think you're tough too. You think you could all oh, you could do nah man. No, it's yeah, not about don't get me that. Me wrong. You not, need some toughness right. to be a wrestler. It's not all about that though. Like, you know, you gotta be able to do this. It's a different type of toughness you gotta have to do that shit. And like and yeah, I it was it was fucking amazing to fucking watch that and to be a part of it. It was pretty interesting. All right, so what were we gonna say about overrated or something? No, I was just saying if anybody had any more other people that they were wanting to say about who was yeah, overrated or Ronda Rousey. He was saying Ronda Rousey, yeah. Was, no, no, I was saying you were going to say something, but then I cut you off. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say that oh. exact thing. You brought it up exactly All what right. I was going to say. I don't know how you guys feel about this because, you know, we, it's not something that we've actively watched with like SmackDown or Raw. But what do you think about Roman Reigns being overrated, especially with the thousand day reign of the titles or the, you know, the think- undisputed champion? Um, but certainly like so. Again, going back to the podcast that I was hearing about Paul Heyman, he was talking about like the there. I guess there was some kind of time uh, back in like 2014. I don't know when it was, but um, the three of them, like Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, and Paul Heyman, were all talking to each other or something mm-hmm. like that. So they they all liked each other, and Paul Heyman always teased like, "Oh, we should try doing something together," and. You know, there was a time for Roman Reigns being the big dog. Like, yeah, that yeah. was his gimmick after the Shield and stuff. Right, and that yeah, was yeah. from, like, 2014 or 2015 up until 2019. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think that's something that people didn't really like because it felt like a, it was force-fed to us. And then in 2020, he became the tribal chief or whatever. Right, yeah. But, like, uh, I don't know. How, how do you feel about... Because now they're considering him the greatest of all time, which I guess is technically true because if you want a champion that's going to be remembered, it's somebody that's held the title for a number of days, right? It's right, not, sure. It's not, it's not Ric Flair being 16-time world t- uh, world well, yeah. title holder. Yeah. And Cena. They're tight. Right. Um, but now that we're like uh, – now that we're – all kind of removed from like the modern era, but and he's ju- still no, sorry, but he's still long off from the record though. What's the record? It's like four thousand days. By who? Bruno Santino. Yeah, Bruno San Martino had it for like eight years, some shit like that. He had that. it for eight like, years. Yeah, it was like shit. some ridiculous. But then number. nobody's gonna remember that because that's like a, that's like, not to well, say that was it's back a lost like era, but like yeah, it was a long time ago. Like, but, it was a long time ago, but that's still the record. Yeah. yeah. But okay, so the same thing can be said about uh, Bill Russell with the Celtics having eleven championships and Michael okay, Jordan. You, who's the one? Who's who? Who do you remember more? You remember Michael Jordan more for being undefeated, right? Six six yeah. rings, yeah, but, undefeated. Uh, but then you also got to put the consideration that. Wrestling is fixed. Where precious that basketball isn't, and well, it used to not be. Yeah. Well, I, as far as Roman Reigns concerned, I, personally, I never really liked him to begin with. Even when he was in the Shield and whatever, I, I just yeah, the three of them combined, I think that that was good. But as a standalone, I didn't think Roman Reigns was really that I think, great. I think he was better than the other fucker they tried. That one dude they tried to put over, uh, the Indian dude. <sighs> Jinder Mahal? Jinder Mahal. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like Roman Maharaja. Reigns. Yeah, I like Roman Reigns better than I liked him. 
Yeah, I give him that. Uh, now I because that's a, that's one of the things where like where your ethnicity is your gimmick. That's feel that feels like a Vince thing, like a. To, yeah, I get, sure I get that. I'm saying I'm not again. It may not be his fault, but I just say that's how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I will say that this the bloodline thing or whatever. I do, I do. From what I've seen of it, it does. It's it's enjoy. I like it. I enjoy it. Um, Roman Reigns is. I don't. Isn't I still. Is he working with Paul Heyman right now? Yeah. He's, he's, yeah. He's, he's like this the mouthpiece for the the bloodline or well, I don't know if they're really. Just, yeah, because I remember I saw a promo. He's like, he was talking. It was fucking great. Heyman was talking. There was an interview and um, because they were talking about how they just the brute the bloodline lost something. So this is gonna affect Roman Reigns and his title. It's so. yeah. The Usos lost the the undisputed ch- championships yeah. or the well, the tag yeah, teams. So he was asking if this is gonna affect Roman Reigns and shit. And he was talking about how he remembers a time when um, he was talking to uh, Dusty Rhodes. And he did, the, he did the whole impression of him, and it was fucking funny. But he's like, he told him that, what is your, like, because he's talking about the promo he just pulled off back then. And he was saying, is that, is that where you want to be? Is that where your money's at? Is that where the big ticket item is, what you just did? And he's like, no, it was at the time. And then he just he says, but... After all these years, I can say one thing. Roman Reigns is where the money's at. And I was like, I'm like, fuck. Heyman's fucking great. Yeah, and I think that combination is definitely, I think over time now, it's like, yes, they forced it down our throats enough or whatever with the Roman Reigns thing. But I I don't know. I, I think that it's it's grown on me, I guess, in the sense of, like, I don't necessarily really like Roman Reigns, but I get... All right, I, I get it now. I guess I, like get the, I think the he's bl- better now than he was the first. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude, oh, yeah definitely. Shield. His I mean, promos definitely. are way better. Yeah, like, definitely. He has like a, when they first broke up the shield and he did the whole thing. Yeah, it was garbage. Was everybody? Not even the Rock was able to get him over. Yeah. Uh, but now, like, he's a hundred times better than he was back then. I still think. I hate to say it, but the reason that I don't buy him is that there's still a degree of like nepotism. Yeah, because you think like it, it's always brought up, especially with like the bloodline thing, that it's his family that has greatness, right? And he's right. like the next person in line. And I'm like, dude, I wish you could just do it on your own and like, I mean, not 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 rely on your family so much because yeah. it, it just it undersells you as a person. But you got to give him credit in the fact that he didn't do it for the Rock. <laughs> he didn't. Uh, I did it for the Rock. Uh, that was a good one. That was, that was a good one, Frank. Uh, but yeah, like, shit. <laughs> it is cool to see that stable. Uh, yeah, like I said, it, it's it's. He's definitely had an evolution from the big dog, and yeah, and I give him credit for that. I'm I'm not. And listen, I'm not knocking Roman Reigns as a performer or whatever. I think he's a great performer. I think he's. I think he can. I think he, obviously he's been doing it for whatever three thousand a thousand days or whatever it is. Like as as the guy, the top guy. So obviously you have to have some sort of ability. You can't just be some shithead and fucking have that have those belts for a thousand days in the biggest fucking wrestling company on the planet, the history of the planet, not just in the planet currently, but in the history of everything. Um, so I, I mean, I do. You know, hey, I give respect, and I'm not being. I'm not trying to be a hater. You know, I'm not hating on him. It's just you know, hey, this is we're talking about what our personal preferences and opinions are, and of. of of the characters and their their work in the ring, so I mean, you know, like I said, I before didn't really like him. Now, I like I said, he's kind of grown on me. I never really liked him to begin with, but 
it's, yeah. it's growing on me now. So I think the so another hard sell for me is the move set that he has. Yeah. Um, Superman punch is not all that great of a finisher. Neither suck, is ne- neither is the uh, uh, what is what is the spear. Yeah. No, no. To me, like in my in my head, canon, there's only two people that can do it, and it's uh, it's Goldberg and it's fucking Rhino. Yeah. But to be fair, Rhino, it's called the Gore. The Gore, right? That's true. Remember uh, the Rock? He goes, "We got the Gore." And then we got the whore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's the move set, but also it's I, maybe it was uh, at least from what I've listened into this podcast is that uh, I think they tried to put a gimmick together that he wasn't completely down with. So it yeah. wasn't it wasn't like his fault. But now it's like when he came back after I think him having chemo or some shit. Yeah. Like he's like, all right, I'm putting my foot down on what I want to do as a character, and it feels like the tribal chief is his first yeah. real attempt. Right. Maybe that's why he's over now is because now he's doing something that he's actually, invested in. Yeah, Josh always says like the best personalities are the ones oh, who are yeah, themselves, man. but put it up to ten. Turn it up yeah. to eleven, man. And like there's some beauty to this because. Again, like I'm not somebody that's a huge Roman Reigns fan, but like Josh, I'm, I'm starting to come around to it. Is that uh, he's kind of like a dude, dude? He's a great manipulator, like gaslighter, because you know the whole thing, like <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. the Jimmy and Jay Uso shit. Uh, but it's oh my god, I lost what I was trying to say. No, <laughs> um, Jimmy and Jay, he was a great manipulator. Yeah, but okay, so uh, never mind. I got it back. So it's also the the fallout from the shield that like he's built the stable now yeah was that like someone moaning or yelling i think it was a plane i thought i heard a dog weird all right all right uh yeah well anyways getting back to roman reigns um so on top of the on top of the bloodline stuff uh the fact that he's building up this stable of his family and, and creating a unit, although it's unstable because, like, you know, him being a master manipulator and stuff, uh, it's also, like, if this thing falls apart, he's going to feel like he's betrayed from his own family, like, the, the same way the S.H.I.E.L.D. did. And that came to fruition with the Sami Zayn taking part in the bloodline, mm-hmm. where Sami Zayn was like you need to strike your brother you need to take down kevin owens with this chair and then kevin owens or rather Sami Zayn, takes the chair shot to roman reigns and if it was very reminiscent of the the last days of the shield when seth rollins struck him in the back and it was like oh there's a bit of parallel to that it's very beautiful Um, and now it's like oh is roman reigns gonna suffer the same fate that yeah, it's like is it's like oh my god, this is gonna be like in his head, like I, I imagine the characters thinking like shit. This is not only is this worse if this thing falls apart and it's gonna be my own family members that take me down. Yeah. Like this is this I'm never gonna trust anybody again. Like true. Um, so I guess that's why like as far as like the storytelling goes, it's it, I, I guess I I come around to the Roman Reigns bloodline. Yeah, storyline. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, like I said, I can agree with that. So. All right, awesome. Anyways, anybody else got anything? Uh, anything? Anything? No? No? Everybody? everybody yeah. All right, well, shit. I mean, I think this is a good... I mean, God, we've been going for another... We went for like an hour 45 on this one. So it's pretty good, uh, you know. Wait, I got what you could add. Ooh. <clears throat> the, only, the only greatness to them was how much of an antagonistic group they were. Uh-huh. Was the uh, right to censor. Oh, yeah. Right the right to censor. Yeah. yeah. That's true. They were very antagonistic. Oh, I got, uh, I got, I got a person that's overrated. 
and it's just simply for the fact that he's tall and I don't know, I, I think he just he had to be like the weakest link of NWO but oh, never mind. <laughs> big, big Diesel oh you mean Kevin Nash? Kevin Nash like as a world champion dude, kind of fucking boring oh yeah, 100% he was super boring we used but it's just because he's fucking tall and yeah we used to probably hit hard and shit. And he had the look. You just had the look, but that. But then there's no went, substance, dude. Right, but then when he went to the NWO, when he went to WCW, and he was in the NWO, that's when we got the substance. And if you look at, this is going to go on a slight tangent, but if you look at what they did with the Diesel character after he left, they just slid that's another guy in there, and literally that guy was the same dude that Diesel was. So literally, that was Kevin Nash playing a shitty character that he probably didn't really like, but hey. Fuck man, they're putting the belt on me, so uh, fuck, fuck it. I'll it, just yeah. I'll just do it. And when he went to WCW and he kind of got to like let the reins off a little bit and kind of be more of like you said, like I like I always say that thing about you. The, the best wrestling personalities are always those ones where you just let them be themselves and then you just turn it up, you just turn it up all the way. Turn it to eleven. Turn it to eleven, and that's I, I think that's what the outsiders were when they went to WCW. They weren't a gimmick. They were like they were themselves turned up to 11 they were they they shed those gimmicks back in the wwe um you know uh, same thing with hogan when they finally let him go heel like with that whole thing like you just you just turned him up he was hogan he was still hogan but he just turned him up even higher than he already was and you made him an asshole and man that just that was for great stuff um the rock you know stone cold all those guys same thing like just turn that shit up to 11 and yeah i think diesel I, I agree with you i think diesel as in the wwf was fucking boring as shit probably one of the weakest I mean that WrestleMania 11, which was uh, the the I don't know if that was the actual main event, but it was the the last or the the championship match was Diesel versus fucking Shawn Michaels, and it was it was all right. It was I dry. Mean, it was yeah. It was the the storyline leading up to it was kind of shitty, like just because I mean on Shawn Michaels' side it was great because he whatever won the Royal Royal Rumble, you know he did all this other bullshit, and Diesel was just kind of like oh, yeah, just you know. I used to be your bodyguard, but now I got the belt. So what are you gonna do about it? <laughs> like that's pretty much what it was. Like fucking. So that's the that's the best way to sell uh, that pay per view, dude. Man, I used to be your bodyguard, and now I'm champion. Now I'm champion. What do you do something? What you do about it? <laughs> yeah, speaking of the train, remember the fucking Godfather? Oh yeah, the Ho Train. Man, the Godfather underrated. <laughs> yeah. uh, pretty much everybody in the right to censor was underrated when they were individuals, mm-hmm. and then when they became right to censor, they were underrated oh. collectively as a group. Okay, uh, this guy, I don't. I don't it's know if this group. dude. I don't know if this dude's underrated. The only reason I say he's underrated is because I loved... I don't know if he was on drugs or whatever, but D'Lo Brown, the way he walked to the... Oh, yeah, like, man. The D'Lo like, Brown, and man. And he just, like, wiped his nose, like... Uh, and then, yeah. And then you remember when he used to wear the fucking catcher's gear, the, the, the <laughs> chest protector, because cause he was doing the frog splash, and, like, he, he didn't want to fucking hurt himself. Or yeah. Whatever. Uh, yeah. Cool. So, D'Lo Brown, real quick. D'Lo Brown. I, I think he... I, I agree. Underrated, man. I underrated. Think, I, right. I like, I like D'Lo Brown. Alright, uh, so, yeah, I think I think this is the yeah, end. Yeah, I think, that, I think this is the end. I agree. I, I actually have to take a piss, too, so you know, it probably works out for the best. But anyways, uh, yeah, thanks for, if, you, if you're still here, uh, thanks for fucking listening this far, and, uh, you know, stay tuned for the next episode, which, uh, you know, I don't really know what the fuck that's gonna be. Maybe we'll talk about WrestleMania in general next time. Oh, I don't WrestleMania. Know. Like, shit. just talk about all the, the, the greatest spectacle of them all, WrestleMania. I think that's what will be the episode three. So, anyways, awesome. Alright, well, again, thanks for listening, and, uh, We'll see you next time. Peace out.
was another wonderful, amazing, powerful episode of the Game Rage Wrestling Podcast. And take it from me, ladies and gentlemen, the natural lad, Jet Swag. If there's one podcast, one show you should be listening to, that you should be absolutely grateful for, it's the Game Rage Wrestling Podcast. And one of the things you can do to show your appreciation for all the hard work and dedication that these boys put out day in, day out, just for you people. It's that you can go and you can subscribe and you can like and follow them on the Instagram and the TikTok at Game Rage Magazine. You can also follow them and like them and subscribe to them on the old Twitter, which I don't know what it's called now, but who cares? It's at Game Rage Mag there. Additionally, if you feel the need to really show your appreciation, which you should then go to their website at www.gameragemagazine.com and show us some love. Show them some love. And show some love for the natural lad, Jet Swag. Jet Swag.